He had a voice that could make a wolverine purr. That's what I'm talking about, man. Wait a minute. I know you. Check out the name tag. You're in my world now, Grandma. I know that. All right, all right. All freaking right. What a perfect start to an open. No, Mike out again today. He is under the weather, probably after watching Louisville play basketball last night. TK here with you. I've actually got uh, Patrick the intern in with me. We're going to have a couple guests on. But just to give you a heads up, I, mean, I put you in the, in the chair one time today, dude. Dude, one, I, I played the open. And don't, then don't, just... Don't, just turn it off for a second. Turn it off. I don't hear you. I, 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 now I know how Mike feels when, when I screwed up. I, it's worked perfectly. It's, it's fitting. It is almost just utterly fitting. That it would uh, it would just go out like give me like thirty more seconds to like get ready to talk here but no 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 it's gonna stop the open it's gonna give up it's gonna quit which is the appropriate phrase to use today for today's show talking about last night's game in Louisville basketball oh man I, I, I honestly like I didn't I had probably enough rants in me to do this show by myself today even though I'm not by myself I'm no no disrespect to my the open here. did Louisville basketball stuff for sure. The what? The open Louisville basketball. Louisville open basketball. Is that what it's called now? When you just you just stop trying and you stop stop doing what you're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. Is that what it's called? It's called, it's called being a, doing a, doing a pain. Is that a verb now? Yep. Is that is that a new verb? You, you have AP English. You would know. Mike Rutherford show. No Mike Rutherford day. Three to six here on the always big sexy biggest. I don't have the read, so uh, sorry to uh, air serving all the good people out there. So we'll just have to skip those today. But we won't skip talking. Uh, about what happened last night, Trevor Kelsey here. Uh, we're going to actually bring on some KRC people. We're going to have Nick Roush on a little later on this hour. He's going to come on and join me, hang out with me, which should be weird. I haven't talked to Nick in, like, good Lord. Like, on radio, it's been probably, like, a year. Yeah, because you were on KRC because Yeah, he was out. I mean, I talked to him, like, socially, but not much because he's got, like, two kids. He's got one giant of a, b- a boy in Duke. He's got the new Frank. I mean, he's, I, I, I haven't had a chance to hang out with him since we went and saw a movie, like, I think before Duke was even born. So I haven't had a chance to actually hang out with Roush and, and in a capacity of this manner in a while. So that's actually kind of glad. That was like one of, the, one of the few things that made me slightly grin when you were like, hey, I got Roush on today. I'm like, cool. So he'll come on with this. TJ, I assume you've talked to him, uh, is going to come on, hang out with us in the 4 o'clock hour. And then we've got a little special guest later on in the 4 o'clock hour as well. We're going to talk to Alex Cupper, former offensive lineman, Sugar Bolt champion. And a big man connected with our friends there at Thornton's, which also, coincidentally enough, added to the sequence and segue into our Thornton's text line, 414-1450. I'm going to bring that up here in just a little bit. Make sure always, I'm sure there's somebody in there just complaining about last night's game. I don't even have to look at it. The only problem I have with the text line and me, and this is probably something I shouldn't put out there publicly, is that I have a pro- I, my filter on reading and talking at the same time is slightly damaged. And meaning that I will, I, 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 please don't, just don't get me on the text line. Don't, don't get, don't, don't, <laughs> don't get me to say something I shouldn't say. Uh, be, be nice to me. Be gentle. Be kind. Treat me like that prom date. Just lay me down on some soft pillows. Just do it. Go slowly. Be smooth, and don't, uh, don't, don't get me fired. Even though I don't know if that's possible at this moment. Sometimes, sometimes I, I feel like I'm George Costanza. Doing everything I can short of walking around here or L. Ellis. wearing uh, so wearing Babe Ruth pants and making sure that uh, the, the the uniform of Joe DiMaggio or Lou Gehrig isn't contagious. 
So we got that to get into. I'm going to play the presser from Kenny Payne later on. We got the players to talk about. But let's let's just dive right into the game that was, or at least kind of was, last night, Maryland. I have been, but yes or no, Patrick, you listen to this show even when you're not here. I've tried, at least tried, I would say, to be somewhat supportive and positive and looking for the positives through the first six games of the season with this team, despite all the reasons not to be, right? Would you say that? Yeah, you are the, one of the most optimistic people I've I, I've I tried to be going into the year. I've tried to be, and and that's not that's unusual for me because I'm an old man. I'm 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 Roy Kent. I'm just I'm I'm I just hate everything for the most part. I let you pick music today. There's a good chance I'm going to hate every song I hear this afternoon in my ear. I may spend the first five minutes of every segment complaining about what the crap is I'm getting in my ear. Now you may surprise me. You may shock me. I would hope so. But odds are I'm going to get like Drake or something else stupid that I don't like. And I'll make fun of it, and you'll make fun of me for liking old music that you've never heard of, and yada, yada, and we can go about that all the way. So for me to be like the one positive, at least at least trying to find silver lining in these first six games, I've tried to do it. And to the point where I've even debated, not debated, but at least convinced Mike by saying, you know, listen, one point losses to Bellarmine, Wright State, yada, yada. There's the the one thing is you've seen improvement in the team each and every game. Has has it been slow improvement? Was it slow improvement? Yes, it was at a very, very tortoise like speed of improvement. But I like to think I'd seen some improvement a little bit here and there. That improvement all was none to be found in Maui, and to a degree, Arkansas I had no problem with Texas Tech. I was think was a horrible matchup regardless, and Cincinnati was just bad. Cincinnati was bad. And Cincinnati was a precursor of what we saw last night, where I don't know. At some point, I watched this team last night in Maryland, and this is no disrespect to Maryland. And my our man Renshaw, who's at the game, I believe you were at the game too, weren't you? I was at the game with Renshaw. Yeah. Renshaw. I didn't see you sitting there, but it, Renshaw was easy to spot. If you were watching, he was the man in the second half. He was easy to find, especially in the second half when there was nothing but red seats around him. I was, I was with him in the second half. Okay, most most people, it was easy to spot because he had this big yellow shirt on with an orange toboggan. Yeah, he had the he had the O's beanie on with the yellow yeah, shirt and, on. Yeah, and for, he was easy to spot. So he was at, so no disrespect to my man because he loves Maryland. He's down there for the game. He's going up to Indianapolis tonight to watch, uh, or I'm sorry. Uh, K-State play Butler. K-State play Butler, yes, at Hinkle with uh, his, his beautiful wife, but who's a K-State alum. But last night, I watched this game in Maryland. No, again, no strict to Maryland. It's a solid team, a good team, well-coached team, which is a point that can be brought up about us at some point here very soon. And I watch a team, and I know that we are not the most talented squad. I get that. I'm not going to pretend like it even in trying to be Homer, butt-slapping, optimistic, silver-lining, searching SOB. I know we're not the most talented team, but there is some talent on this team. I do think... There is, while it may be raw, there is talent on this level. And for what the talent level is on this team, it sure as hell ain't 29 points worse than Maryland last night. And it shouldn't be 29 points worse than Maryland on any night. And it shouldn't have been 29 points because we probably got lucky it was only 29 points when at most part we were down by 30 or plus It's most for the most part of the second half of that game. Eventually, and and I'm I'm not trying to, I know it's a slow build, and I've said that too in the defense of being optimistic in the first six games of this season, that, you know, Kenny Payne, I use the term, they stay wet behind the ears, which I forgot to look up where that term came from because it's an unusual way to describe someone being 
new and, and fresh and, 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 and misunderstanding something and trying to learn it. But, but being wet behind the ears as a head coach, despite a decade and a half plus of being an assistant coach and learning under other coaches, some of which you can't agree or disagree, is a, was a good coach and Ernie Kent and John Calipari and, and so on and so forth. Did you have something to say, or did you? Oh, the uh, the you want the origins of what behind the ears? Oh, you're gonna make me. You're gonna send. You're gonna send me down a a, a, a P Diddy path of, of of confusion. But yeah, what is it? Uh, it was because the uh, baby farm animals when they come out, they're very wet, and the behind the ears is the last really? thing to dry. Nice. I actually like that. That's kind of cool. See, I learn. We learn. We learn on this show as well as vent. What was I talking? See, you just started distracting me. Dude, why, why did I look at you for a second when I was in a role? <laughs> it was our second loss to a former Patino assistant as a head coach. Yeah, nonetheless, I get I get that with pain, and it, but at some point, I watched last night's press conference after the game, and opposed to pain, other coming and smiling, it's the same the same spill you've heard after every game, pretty much. At some point, you've got to stop telling me what is wrong and tell me that you're fixing what's wrong. And I feel like that's like somewhat the difference between, and this isn't supposed to be a UK knock, but you can take it as one you want. But when you look at the difference between a Cal Disciple coach, you look at a Patino Disciple coach, the Tony Barbies, yada, yada, yada. They will sit there and tell me what is wrong, what the team is doing wrong. I know what the team is doing wrong. I get that. I don't need to, you don't need to be making $6 million to tell me what I already know. What I, what a difference of that between what I, that's what I get from a Kenny Payne right now. What I want is what, Maryland is getting from a Willard or another Patino assistant somewhere else is that they're not telling me what's wrong. They're telling me how they're fixing what's wrong. You can sit there and yell at the kids and tell them what they're doing wrong. I can do that from my own house. I've sat there and done it for five, six, seven games now. Sometimes live, sometimes delayed, sometimes afterwards. You can sit there and do that all day. I can do that, and I'm not making squat. You do that on the radio. I do that right here. I do, this, I do that with Mike telling me to be quiet and quit ranting. Now he's not here to shut me up. God help us all. But I, what I want you to do is tell me how you're going to fix this. What are, what are you going to? You can tell this. I get. I get this. I get the guards aren't getting the ball down to, to BHH when he's ready, or when they do try to get the ball, the, the passing like they're going to the wrong hand. I understand all that. I sit there and watch it constantly for the last seven games for the most part. I watch where the guards are hesitant, not attacking when they need to be, making the wrong pass. I mean, the nutshell of the season is 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 Miller passing the ball, taking the extra pass on open look at halftime when there's one second on the clock. I mean, that's, that's just just a bad decision, and making bad decisions. It's I I'm I, I can't understand. I can't describe the level of somewhat frustration that it, it takes, and I, and I know this coach staff I would think has to be going through it. But it, you can't just sit there and yell and tell them what they're doing wrong without supposedly teaching them. And maybe I'm not at practice. Maybe they're trying to teach and these kids are understanding. But at some point, you've got to put somebody out there that's going to understand it. Because right now, I'm losing 500 bucks to scoots if this is the way this season's going to go. They lost to UC. I don't Diego care. I'm not. This team's not going to win a game. I, this team, they, they are, they are as unorganized as you will see on the court. It's not again, and you can't just keep saying this as a talent level thing. And I and I'm not trying to act like this team is talented enough to probably even be an NCAA tournament team because it's not. I think there are definitely bright spots between Ellis, even though I think Ellis has been somewhat inflated. And I hope I don't think it's gone to his head. I'm not saying him, but some of the fans I think 
have been telling themselves all offseason that you only have L. Ellis, and you think maybe he is putting him on a pedestal that he doesn't maybe be on. He's a good good guard, and he's being asked to do way more than he's capable of doing. You need to get more out of other players. And, and, so, and in some cases, whether that you say it's the player not being more aggressive or that is the coaching staff not bringing out of him. And then at this level, and with a team this young, I look at this coaching staff. And I look at not, I mean, whether it be Kenny Payne, where you're looking, talking about Nolan Smith, Danny Manning, uh, uh, whatever his name is, J- uh, Jenna Jameson guy. Josh Jameson. Whatever. It's Jenna Jameson right now to me because I'm the one getting treated like a porno actor watching him coach a team. That, that's, that, is, that, that is on you. And at this point, in seven games in, the training wheels are off. This isn't going to, and Mike has said this, and I can quote him kind of verbatim with it. This isn't going to get any easier. And I think Kenny even said that last night. And I know that. Again, giving me the obvious statements. Don't tell me the obvious. Tell me what to fix it. I don't, and I know how to fix it. You need to coach these kids and get them. You need to find a way to get some motivation out of them. And if you can't, then I don't know what to tell you. I, then you, I hope you have some thick skin. Because if you take this, if, if it's bothering you hearing how the fans feel right now, I mean, then you're really going to be hating life here in about two weeks, six weeks, or even at the end of the year and going into the offseason. And then, God forbid, next season, if you are around for that long, depending on how the season ends. I don't think Kenny Payne's leaving it to this year, but at least not being told to. Whether he decides to leave on his own is, is no here nor there. But I just, I, I, I don't. I I need to be I don't know I don't I need to, I need to be cheered up I don't know how having two UK guys on the show are going to help that today I don't know how maybe talking even football is going to help cheer me up with Cupper even though talking to someone who was around for the i.e. glory days maybe will, will help make me smile I don't know if the text line can cheer me up I haven't brought it up yet P Diddy can you cheer me up I mean I, I just I, I I need to I need someone to bring me off a ledge right now without literally just you know. Just, just tell, give me something confident. Tell me something positive. Make me smile right now. Go. Uh, Bovo volleyball opens up the NCAA tournament tomorrow as the one seed at the Yum Center. I think <sighs> playing against Samford. Against <laughs> Samford. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, that's Kristen, Kristen Cunningham. Yeah, that's yeah. There you go. There's a nice pool. Uh, okay, that that means the fact that you went to the volleyball made me smile a little bit. I'm it, le- I'm learning volleyball. Is it going to be on TV? I'm not sure. Nah, I won't watch it. In other actual news that we should probably talk about, the University of Louisville did hire their new president today. Oh, I don't give a bleep about who the president is. I don't care. If I don't care who the American president is, why do you think I care who Louisville's president is? Who is it, by the way? Uh, Kimberly Schatzel is her name. I'm going to screw that name up. The FCC is going to find me all over the place. Kimberly, Sh- it's <laughs> S-C-H-A-T-Z-E-L. I care how it's spelled. You know how I'm going to pronounce it, right? Former, former, uh, <laughs> like, Assistant president and why are they doing this to me? Former- <laughs> I mean, is, is this Louisville just making it, just, just pulling a prank on? It? Like, hey, yeah, fat doofus over there, fourteen fifty. <laughs> they called. They, they thought our last assistant coach was named Fentanyl. He screws up names left and right. <laughs> let, let, let's let's have him talk about our president and give him a name. What, what was it again? Kimberly Schatzel. I don't know her, her, her last name. Schatzel. Yeah, I mean, come on. I mean, just just seriously. Former assistant president and later interim president. You're supposed to cheer me up. Of Eastern Michigan yeah, University. Cheer me up a little bit. Former where? Eastern Michigan. Oh, you got to be bleeping kidding me. And then, uh, and then the president at Towson, Towson University is where she <laughs> was hired from. Of course, <laughs> of course she is. 
Uh, well, you know what? You know, all kidding aside, good for her. Good. I hope that works out. I hope she's, you know, the bar is set low from the last president. I'll give you that. Uh, I didn't watch a press conference, but I'm pretty sure she didn't refer to it as the University of Kentucky. <laughs> well, that's. I think she's already a step up. That is that is the positive. All right, we'll take a step up. We'll take a quick. We'll, we'll just go and hit the break real quick now. Come back. Uh, we'll talk to. Come back. Talk a little more about this game. I'm going to check the text line. Text line's already somewhat booming. I haven't looked to see. I, I want, I'm going to pre-read them during some of the, the break. I'm, I'm I'm testing you people on the text line. 414-1450, that's the Thornton's text line. Uh, I do want you, though. Hit me. Text me anything. And you know what? It's even Ash Trevor, if it, whether it's sports, life, parenting, pop culture. I am here for you. This is like love line, maybe. Just don't ask me about warts and your genitalia. Because from past experience, it's hard to get rid of them. Take a quick break, come back. <laughs> and whether to- it's too hot, too cold, or too hot to, uh, to handle, too polluted, AirSurf. It's A-I-R-E-S-E-R-V. Good Lord, you got a good memory, don't you? Really, you do. Where did you, how do you remember that? I don't know. He says it like every day. Yeah, but I tune out when he starts going to that. A I R E. Do you know what that? Do you know when he starts doing his read? Do you know what that is to me? That's mute my mic and pre start pre eating my RB sandwich for the break. That's what I do when he starts going into reads. Is that's what I do? See, say it for me and our friends at Airster. It's too hot, too cold, too in between. If you're if you're if you're feeling sweat from too all cold. the alcohol you've had to indulge because of watching Louisville play basketball. And you need that AC just cranking a little bit harder. Who are we calling? AirServe. Give A-I- me A I R E S E R V. That's my man. Hit the music, P Diddy. Yeah. Yeah. It was the heat of the moment. Don't know the next verse, but I'll hum along. The heat of the moment. Shining through to make those rainbows in my mind when I think of you sometime, and I want to spend some time with you. Just, Just the, the two of us, us. Mike got rainbows in the sky. Just the two of us, Mike's sick. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back, Mike Rutherford Show. Uh, with no Mike Rutherford, just TK and friend. That would the two be, of us. He is TK and friend. It's just two of us. Well, there'll be more of us joining us here. And obviously, everyone, we have the wild world, the, the Rutherford universe joining us on the, the Thornton's text line, 414-1450, which is already rolling. And um, I, I love it. Just, it just just keeps sending me texts. Unlike Mike, I do. I'm, I, have, I have more KRC in my blood when it comes to text line, whereas I want to read them all. Good, bad, in between, nonsense, doesn't matter. I like to read them all. Squeeze them all in if I can. I mean, I, I can squeeze myself into a... A 4X shirt, you can, I can squeeze all these texts into a three-hour show. Just do it like that. By the way, two for two on the songs. It's so weird. Before the show, full disclosure, Patrick's coming up to me in the car. I'm chain-smoking, you know, getting all the nicotine in my body as I can because I can't do it for three hours. I get got to get all that prep work in. That, that's my version of prep work. And Patrick comes up, and I'm like, hey, you're doing the music today. He's like, oh, I'm poor. I'm throwing poor Patrick, our intern, into like producer hell into the deep end right now. I'm like parenting with, with Tommy Lee and 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 I, I sit there and I'm like, you got the music. He's like, okay, and then he just kind of starts. He's to himself. He just starts singing "Heat of the Moment," which you heard at the end of the first segment from Asia. And I just looked at him. I was like, what are you doing? 
Like, first of all, I didn't even think he knew the song. And I said, why are you singing it? And he said, I, I don't know. It just popped in my head. I don't even know what, he doesn't even know what song it is. And it's weird because I literally woke up this afternoon with that song in my head. I, I don't know if it's like a, a cosmic, like uh, crystals and the, 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 the stars aligning or something, but it just, it was very weird for that to happen. It actually cheered me up a little bit. It gave, gave me a little bit of a smile. Cause I was like, man, Mike, Mike's ditching me over here. But uh, we love you, Mike. Hope you feel better. I know you will. Hopefully have you back here tomorrow. And you can give us all your rants and raves and complaints on what you saw last night as well. Like we're doing today with myself, my man Patrick Ryan, and we're doing the producer, doing all on his own on the board today. I'm in Mike's chair. Poor Mike. You might want to switch chairs by tomorrow because we got a little gas. And we got the text line as well. And then, like I said, we'll be joined by some old friends of uh, the KRC days and here on other big ex-members and Nick Roush, TJ Walker, and then former... Louisville star offensive lineman, Sugar Bowl champion, and a great friend of ours at Thornton's who helped sponsor that Thornton's text line, Alex Cupper. We will be honest later in the show as well, probably in the 4 o'clock hour uh, going on with there. Uh, I want to go let's, – let's try this text line. And I, I asked you please not to you know, give me cursing. And I did look over a little bit before the break. So if you tried, cute. But let, let's let's give this a go. Are you ready? Are you ready, P. Diddy? I'm ready. I went on a dump button, so this is going to be, if anything, interesting at best. Uh, Texas says, I think the biggest takeaway from last night's game should be that one of the Maryland assistants looked like Hitman. Like Bret Hart? You were know. you were over by the Maryland bench. Like You were far behind it, weren't you not? Yeah, I was I was right behind Wrenchy, So, Does he talking about Kevin Willie? Kevin Willie looks kind of like a Hitman, right? Uh, yeah, well, there's, a, there's that Hitman video game. And I think he, oh, I think Kevin Willard does kind of. My mind goes Bret Hart. I have no idea. You don't know who that is. I do don't you? know that. Well, that 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 just just makes me feel old and depressed right now. By the way, okay, you don't know who that is. Okay, he's you love wrestling. No, I don't. <laughs> I went to like wrestling a couple times when I was like twelve. Well, probably younger. You should keep going. Uh, I've seen, I think you're right about the video game, probably more than likely. And if that is, I'm, I'm remembering the, I'm remembering that it's coming to mind, and that would be probably Kevin Willard. The video's a, the video game's a bald guy in a suit. Anyway, so. it doesn't matter. They put a hit on us and they shot us down. Uh, Trevor, what do you think about boobies, butt, testicles, kidney pain? I cleaned it up for you, Texer. Nice try. Uh, I think you are a hoot for uh, just saying that. Uh, one text just bleep this. I'm turning it off. I listen for Mike. Well, screw you then, dude. Uh, you are certainly not a host. No no bleep. I'm not. I'm, I'm a board hop. I'm a producer. I'm filling in. You know, <laughs> you look at this team last night as a little fan, you don't look at them and go, well, I'm not watching this. These guys aren't real basketball players. But you still watched it last night, didn't you? Uh, you're a psychic. Yeah, duh. Thanks for the news, news flash. Uh, Mike can make fun of. He does a good job of it. He did. He can make fun of me if he likes. You're making fun of me now. What's the point? Uh, have a nice afternoon. You too, buddy. That was the nicest thing part of it. He said, have a nice afternoon. Uh, no mic today. No bleep. Welcome, welcome to the show. Uh, <laughs> every post-game press conference, Texter says, every post-game press conference, KP says what he wants out of the team. And I wonder if we were supposed to rely, relay that message to the players for him. That's a very good question. <laughs> At some point last night, and I know it didn't matter, but two things did kind of get kind of strike out to me watching, especially in the second half, was one at some point can we at least get a different jump shoot on jumpsuit on this coach? I'm really getting sick. I'm getting tired of watching the team underperform 
and play like Pooh and him still wearing that same jumpsuit. It's, I, 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 mean, mate, I don't care if you're, I, know, I don't know if you're not maybe superstitious, Kenny, or not, but you have to be a little stitious. And it, 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 it just change the outfit, man. I mean, I, dude, something. I mean, you got to change something. And if it's as easy as changing your shirt, then do it. Uh, and yeah, Dexter, I agree. He just tells us, I mean, that's why that was part of my rant in the beginning of the show was I just, I, I get that we know what's wrong. Now that we've established that a, a month and a half in the season, seven games in, we've established what's wrong. I don't think that's a problem. The issue now is fixing it. And I'm not expecting you to fix it and this team turn around and go on a 12 game win streak and win the ACC and go to the tournament. And yada. I'm not expecting you to fix it to that level. But the cars, I mean, but at least make me at least, at least take this jalopy and at least get it to, to where the radio comes on. I mean, or at least gets me up to the street. I mean, something. I mean, I just, I, I, I got to see something. <sighs> Thank you. Texter says, uh, for all the people saying trust in KP, please tell them what I'm supposed to be trusting in. I mean. Uh, you, you can if you're if you're still optimistic like I have was for the first six games, and I'm still trying to stay optimistic. I'm just letting a little venting come out because watching last night's game, and again, I'm not trying to insult Maryland. Maryland's a good team, but just I watched that game and in the Cincinnati game on top of it, which reminds me of it, that these two teams are not that much better than Louisville and talent wise, just not. And it comes down to coaching, and that's what you saw in the especially the three games against the, the your right states and Bellarmine and so forth was that it's a game of coaching. And I gave an excuse and a slide on that somewhat to Kenny because they were just literally his first, second, without exhibition being counted, his first, second, and third games as a head coach. And I, I just, now that was four games ago, and at some point you just can't use that excuse over and over. You got to cut the umbilical cord. What was his coaching staff, Texas continues, says, what was his coaching staff shown us that we should trust in things coming? I, I wish I could tell you. I, I wish I had the answer. I, I do. I mean, it was weird because I was listening to the pregame show after we left here yesterday, and they were talking. Uh, it was two of the players when was on with uh, with Jody or whomever it was doing a little pregame player interview, and I I want to say it was it was Henry Miller and JJ Trainer were the two players, and it, the names of players really didn't stick out to me as much as kind of what the last part I heard of in their statement was when asked about running you know X's and O's and, and plays. They acted as if he, they were talking Sanskrit. I mean, it was like they 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 even came out as much forward and said, and I thought it was so nonchalantly said that it didn't get picked up with more. You know, what are you talking about in in social media or in just media in general? But was it you know we coach tells us you know we don't run a lot of plays. He wants us to be out there and play free and loose and and confident, and that's all good and fine and dandy. But you watch this team, and you can clearly see they're trying to run plays. They just don't know what they're doing and how to do it. And at this point, youth is, is gone by the wayside. It's wasted, young is wasted on the youth. is wasted on the young. And it's, it's I'm just running out of excuses. Texter continues to say, sadly, the training wheels aren't off. Well, they, they, they need to be off. They need to at least be breaking off at some point. We are literally paying training wheels for coaching right now. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, one texture says, ha, <laughs> EMU keeps giving. <laughs> they, they, they do kind of, I mean, it's, I'm haunted by EMU this year, aren't I? Uh, texture says, TK is fired up. I was a little fired up. I'm starting to calm down a little bit. Was I a little, like, overzealous in the first segment? 
I think you were just the right amount of zealous. Was I mean I was was I just a little, little over the top? I was angry. I didn't have a lot on my mind. I mean whether whether Mike was here with me or not today. I mean I was kind of had. I wouldn't have gone as long as I did. You know, never have. But I would. I, I had the same kind of structure when I had to say. So I, I was okay in that first segment, P. Yeah. All right. I you, think I have Nick on the phone. You, <laughs> I'm pretty sure I got Nick on the phone and he's on hold. I think. <laughs> Uh, Texter also says, I know how I'm going to fix it. I'm going to binge eat. No, Texter. Texter. Yeah. Don't, be, don't, do, do, don't, no. Put down the burrito. Step away from the double Arby's. Trust me. You binge eat, you, you are looking at your future over here without on a YouTube channel that we don't have. That's what you're looking at. Trust me. I, I you want you want you want me to tell you to trust me not to binge eat from depression. Louisville's been how long has it been? Louisville's been in this slide in basketball for what say, p uh, four years. Mm, depends on if you count if you want to say like before COVID hit, we were good. If you just want to watch that year because of COVID, then yeah, four years. But we were pretty solid before COVID. Four years ago, I fit into a three X. We're in a five now. That's what happened. That's what Louisville basketball does to me. Texter, take my advice. Eat a laxative. Don't eat a burger. Let's see if we can get Roush. Speaking of laxatives, let's see if we can get let's see if Roush is going to work. You, Roush, you with us? Hi, guys. This is Nick Roush. Go cards. I did the instructions you told me, Trevor. <laughs> this is your fault. Does the, <laughs> is, 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 the, uh, is the little green light on? The little green on-off button thing's on after I hit the hold button. What about, what about the phone on the board? The little, phone, little thing, is, you should say red. It says phone underneath it. Number 12 is near the, near the end, a little farther to the right. Uh, now you with us, Roush. Oh, oh, I'm with you? Oh, good Lord. Yeah, you are. <laughs> yeah, help me. Oh, man. Nick, I've been wanting to dance with Trevor's grave for so long. First Thank of all, is, is this show been like like watching Louisville play defense in the second half last night so far? Um, kind of. Um, well, I, I just don't know which defensive effort's worse, the basketball or the football team. Ah, <laughs> oh, ladies and gentlemen. TJ's going to talk about World Cup with us. Nick Roush here with us, so you can go on and uh, probably change the channel right now if you're a UofL fan, unless you just love punishment, and in which case, just text in the word banana and we will make Nick stop. Uh, Nick Roush. Nick, I haven't, I told t- uh, uh, Patrick this is, it was when he told me you were coming on. Like, I haven't had a chance to actually talk, like, sports sports with you because when I went on KRC, you were out on paternity leave. And, like, mm-hmm, you, you've been correct. so – I mean, Duke is, is almost as, as bigger than TJ now. You've got – you've Oh, got, definitely bigger than Scoots. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's – well, you know, setting the bar literally low. Uh, you've, you've got now Frank – you've got Frank on, on the horizon. You've got two boys. The, I mean, which, by yep. the way, Duke and Frank, best tag team name ever. Uh, pure WWE tag team champions on the horizon right there. So I haven't had a chance to like like shoot the breeze with you, man. How you been? It's been good. It's been a little crazy. Um, uh, you know, uh, we were smart enough to have our first uh, right when the pandemic started to keep us busy. Genius. Um, we had nothing to do then, and then the second one we had just you know right smack dab in the middle of football season. Uh, one where Kentucky underperformed. Yeah. Well. And one where now we're already in a coaching search for a new offensive coordinator. And the portal's about to pop. So things are a little crazy. Um, but one thing has stayed the same. 
Kentucky is still beating Louisville in football. It's been man, I, I was I don't even know I don't think I was a homeowner then. I'm on my second house now. Um, I definitely wasn't married uh, the last time Louisville beat Kentucky. You were so married. I'm not no, sure where I was in my life. Yeah. Was, exactly. I, really I said yeah. that. I was like, I wait a minute, know. you're right. <laughs> yeah, we hadn't even started. I hadn't even started with the big X the last time Louisville beat Kentucky. Like, that's how long it's been. I asked you, your first name producing, this is the guest you get me, P. Diddy. This is what you bring me. This is like when I, when Rich, I got mad at me one day for a guest and I get him a Duke, bat, Duke football analyst. <laughs> this, this is what you bring me. <laughs> so we should have got Renshaw. Should have got Renshaw. Should have seen Renshaw one too. I love you, Rash. I have a legitimate question though for you and your Cardinal football fan. Yeah, what, uh, what do Rich, you got for me? Are you, so are you, you finally, you finally finished watching Malik Cunningham because that guy, he. I, I I I know I know you 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 are busy. You do the morning show with KRC every morning seven to nine. Replay nine to eleven here on the Big Ox with our man uh, TJ and Scoots, who's going to owe me five hundred dollars if Louisville can win two games, which is a, a praying that it can happen. But I know you don't get to listen to me rant about the football team, but you would appreciate the way I saw this Louisville UK football game. Because it, it it was it's something close to your 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 heart and to mine in our high school and middle school days is that Louisville completely got treated like the nerd in like gym class in, in sixth grade by the bully. Like Mark's in that game, I've never it was like watching the water boy all over again. Like Mark Stoops is the coach of Louisiana and and, and Satterfield is 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 Winkler, Henry Winkler. And like Stoops just walking up to him like, you gonna give me that governor's trophy. One way or another, Scott. You know, they don't, don't want to get physical in here, do it? And, and Scott Satterfield's like, no, here, here it is. And then he goes and tries to hatch a football under his butt on the sideline. Uh, that, that, that is just how I felt. Like, it just, like, they're watching that game. And I just, at no point did I thought Louisville had a chance. And, and going into the game, I did. And, and this is back to the coaching thing in basketball because, and you can agree with me or disagree, and you probably will disagree with me because you're a Kentucky football homer, but we love you for it nonetheless. Is that, like, on paper, Louisville shouldn't be beaten down the way they did on the talent level. It came down to coaching in that game. Because Kentucky, you know, and you say it was a down season, and I get that you're better than Louisville, but the way you dominate that game, it just doesn't feel like you're, you should have been that much better than Louisville, at least on paper. Well, and I think a lot of it was because the the the, the nature of Mike Cunningham, where he's like, I'm either going to be amazing. like he, He's such a high-ceiling, low-floor player. That once Kentucky saw him in the game, it was like chum in the waters, right? Um, <laughs> yeah. They got overly aggressive. He made him pay on a couple of really big plays. But once they hit him a couple times, he started seeing stars. And then he threw uh, a pass into triple coverage and hurt himself trying to make a tackle on the interception. Like that that was the most it, – it's kind of funny because I thought Kentucky's offense played like its offense had all year. It was like the perfect personification where it's just like, this is just every Kentucky offensive game ever except – they they made the field goals this time instead of missing them. Well, of course. Whereas that's like every Malik Cunningham game ever, where it's like he goes out, he makes some great plays, he puts up some numbers, and then he throws an interception and gets hurt. Um, it was that, and then the the other part for me too, it, they made all the turnovers and they didn't force any Kentucky turnovers. That was the name of their game this season. Yep. And I, Trevor, I was I was I was worried about it at halftime because. Uh, you had that drive by Cunningham. Uh, when Kentucky didn't score on the J.J. Weaver strip sack, 
Like, they, they just had to settle for a field goal from the freaking six-yard line. I was like, well, this is how Kentucky loses every game this season. They don't score touchdowns in the red zone. They settle for field goals, and then they make a couple just catastrophic mistakes. And I, I thought those were coming. The way that Louisville's defense forced turnovers all year long, I thought those were coming. Um, but the Cats were unfortunate. Those never did. Uh, Louisville hasn't forced a Kentucky turnover since 2018. <laughs> that's what you mentioned. That's because I, I was in the opposite. Like I get where you were nervous because you're probably just waiting kind of for the other shoe to drop as the team that has been on the roll. I've, I've been in that situation more times than you have in this in this rivalry. But and that's the best way I can make a sh- take a shot at you by, uh, in this situation when you've lost five in a row or so, four in a row. Uh, but. I didn't. I didn't have that same hope going to halftime. I saw a touchdown. And I said this to Mike when we talked about the game last week. Like I, I just thought back 2019, where K- Kentucky's kind of controlling the game. It's not a blowout, but like it's not right, a blowout on the right. scoreboard. But like on the field, you can just tell they they've already like pantsed us and you know wet willied us and noogied us and put us in a locker and shoved our head in a toilet and that, taking our green playbook. Taking our green playbook. They. they I mean. They, I mean, this is a game like we should have wore two Perfect. pairs of no, underwear. Too, because the first one's getting ripped up. You have a lot of experience (laughs) getting bullied. You know this from firsthand knowledge. Firsthand, I guarantee in the back of your mind, you're going, "Don't forget this and that," because I know you did it too, my man. We we both owned our, (laughs) and and you'll be teaching Duke and Frank how to do it too. I have a feeling there's going to be a lot of ripped underwear in the South End here in about a few years, courtesy of those two kids. I do think to your point, though, Trevor, like leading into the bowl game, Scott's talking about like this game is a big deal, but we don't want to let our emotions get the best of us. Kentucky's, they're not actively talking trash before games like they had in years past. But like, dude, they are they were ready to go out and bully Louisville. Oh, they, that was they, the name they, of the game. They, they, were, they did it last year to Louisville. They meant they get into Louisville's head. They, they, they mentally own the cards. And even with that touchdown yeah. by Malik you mentioned, and it was you cut it to 13 to 7. Any normal person that, that's just watching a game with a fresh mind or perspective or just turning on, thinking, oh, this could be a game. I, I still didn't have hope. I still just I, – I, I stopped back again. Like I said, the 19 game where we scored late, and and I think that made it like 20 to 17 or 20 13 or something, whatever what that game was at halftime. And, of course, now the difference is, is we didn't you didn't score like you know 30 unanswered this year in the second half like you did that year. But you still – I mean, it was still unanswered. It was still a shutout, and it's still like Louisville had no – and some of that's to do with the fact Brock Doman is a huge step back from Malik. But even Malik in there, I just don't – I wouldn't have still – I had a friend – somebody text me during the game at halftime, like, this is Malik's time to be a hero. And I'm like, he ain't going to be a hero. You, you, you might as well give that dream up. Cause, and, and, and unfortunately, well, this is one of those times I was right, which is few and far between. At least, you know, there's plenty of hope when you watch the Louisville Cardinals basketball, though. So you got that going why, for you. Why, why do I have you on the show? Or watch St. John Bosco. Why, why, do I, why, 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 why do we call? Do, do, I mean, don't you have like diaper duty or something to do, man? Why, couldn't you just said no? Yeah. <laughs> Duke did, just said he had to go did, take a big dump. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm going to have to. <laughs> I'm, I'm really you know, kinda, It's a fair trade. Yeah. I'm, I'm really <laughs> amazed. Take a big dump on your show. I have a I feeling. Take a big, change a big dump. <laughs> I have a feeling when, when Patrick called you, you were like, man, I got stuff to do. But you want me to come on the air and make fun of Trevor for 10 minutes? Duke, here's here's a candy bar. Here's a candy bar and some firecrackers. Some you go watch your brother. I gotta go on the phone. I gotta go on a phone call for a minute. I can make time for this, honey. I'm calling in that favor. You can don't don't worry about letting me go go hang out with the boys on on, on his birthday. I got a ten minute call with Trevor on the radio. That's the, the good news is though, Trevor. Here's the good news. 
if karma does exist in this world, the Eagles are winning the Super Bowl. It, it, it could true. not be any no. worse for your local team. <laughs> so that means, I mean, the Eagles, and they got the one loss under their belt too. You mean have the undefeated pressure? Hey, Super Bowl, I, I hope you've got a future already in place or you did early on in the season because it's happening, pal. It's happening. I do want to bring up that the uh, the worst global football season in 2018 was also the same year the Eagles won the Super Bowl. I just just, just, admit, <laughs> I just want to throw it out there. Just going just gonna to mix it up there a little bit with you. The Blue Jays were in the playoffs this year. You know, uh, maybe this is the year McDonald wins the big one. I don't know. Just saying. Just throwing it out there. It's not there. Trevor, how much did you uh, check the score to the Kentucky Bellarmine game last night? I actually did watch a little bit, and, that, and that's a good point because I want to ask you about this, and we'll talk about Kentucky. How nervous were you yesterday, Roush, watching Bellarmine hang with Kentucky, thinking you brought it up just a second ago, karma swinging around, the pendulum coming to the other side. Where all the jokes you made of Louisville fans losing to Bellarmine, did you get a little nervous? Did you sweat a little bit? So I didn't get nervous in the first half. I actually was enjoying it because, you know, I, I've, I've watched Bellarmine a couple of times already this year. You know, they're they're a fun second team to cheer for. Um, got a lot of you got some friends that used to play there. Uh, know a couple of the coaches, so you know, I watched the Louisville game. I watched when they played Duke, and so I kind of knew the kind of game they were going to bring Kentucky in. So I actually enjoyed watching them, watching the Cats struggle in the first half because they need it. That offense, they just – the way that Bellarmine cuts and plays and passes with purpose offensively, that ball movement, and you're not going to ever get the same thing with a caliber team like Kentucky. But to at least have Whoa. the sort of – yeah, well, <laughs> and I mean, that, the, the type of player that you're recruiting, like – they just aren't going to buy in all the way to that style. But you can still take some of those things, uh, those lessons that you can learn from the other team and, and put in your own game. And the fact is, is Kentucky has just not made anything difficult on its opponent all year long. And that's what Bellarmine does. They make things tough on their opponents. Uh, they make you really grind defensively for 25-plus seconds um, to make sure you don't give any cheap buckets. And on offense, you have to screen hard. You've got to go off cuts hard to be able to get open. And so I, 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 the first half, I was like, yes, like I'm This is what I wanted. They need to uh, take their own medicine and, and just choke on this pill, but don't all the way choke on it in the second half. And when Bellarmine hit a couple threes in that first four minutes, that was the moment where I was like, Oh God, but don't actually lose this game. Right. Um, luckily you could kind of see that when Kentucky put up the pressure, you knew that just Bellarmine didn't have, uh, much gas left in the tank, so uh, there was there was a small small window of time where I was worried, but uh, never never too fearful that Kentucky was going to get upset. But you know what, though, if they did, I would I'd buy a Billerman State Champ shirt. Uh, I, why not? Like well, they had to play they, Western they, still, right? Do they play Western? Do they play Western? Well, Who knows? Well, they lost to Murray though, too. Not. I think they though. did lose to Mur- they, Murray, Kings of the State. <laughs> no, I never well, recognized that. Sorry if if if, if <laughs> or was it Moorhead? Kentucky, I think it was Moorhead. Well, Nobody cares about you, Murray or Moorhead. <laughs> <laughs> He's not lying. We don't. <laughs> we really don't. <laughs> I, I, Sorry, Moorhead. I, rem- I remember a day when, when I would watch Louisville play, uh, uh, my favorite team, Louisville, playing a team like a Bellarmine level and, and thinking, I'm not going to be worried it's close because in the last 10 minutes, the cream will rise and the athletes will, 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 will prevail and, and, and the, the lesser talented team will fade away and we'll win this game kind of going away, maybe not, just not by as much as – as we're supposed to. I miss those days. I, I remember those times yeah. when I would think that way, and now I'm just thinking, we're going to freaking lose. 
We're not we're not going to win. Yeah. And the, the worst part, too, the point that Mike made yesterday, like, you know, you and Maryland were in kind of the same boat a year ago, and it shouldn't look that much different. It, no. it just It just shouldn't. So it's um, I, I, my, the take that I've I've maintained for about a year now, um, and it's, some of it's because I miss him. Louisville should have just never fired Patino. I mean, uh, well. every other, every, yeah, every other team is just fighting tooth and nail. I miss Rick. Like as much as we love to hate on him, like we did genuinely love to hate on him from the Kentucky side of things. And they played such a fun form of basketball. Um, you know what? What would you have to lose if you didn't can him, right? Like, oh, you're just gonna stay in NCAA trouble. You got it, the, the the alternative has been worse than a postseason ban because you're basically getting three or four um, just by not being good enough. So uh, there might have been some cutting off noses despite face. I'm just learning right now that everything that Louisville would always make fun of Kentucky for has come back and happened to us. In the last like ten years, like when Cal gets hired, it's like you're gonna get caught cheating. Have fun with those games. You're gonna be what Louisville's caught not once but twice. Kenny Payne won those games. Kenny Payne hasn't won a freaking game yet. <laughs> Everything we do, every joke we make, you only won nine games. We may not win eight. Every time we we're not gonna win eight. We, every time Louisville like goes to Kentucky with the jokes, and they're funny when, in, in, in the in the present when it's going on for us. It seems like every time they come back and we, it happens to us and not to you. What the bleep, man? Trevor, that's, you know what? You're maturing. You're growing up. Uh, I'm proud. I'm I don't want to mature. Buddy. I don't want to mature. I don't want to. I like being at, a at kid. At least you got the Eagles, buddy. At least you got the Eagles. All right. Well, you, <laughs> somebody just texted in and said banana, which means we need to say that's our safety word, talking UK with you. Uh, get back to the kids. I got to come on KRC one morning and catch me. Uh, text me on a day when I'm staying up all night and I'm just like wired up and and you can have me on and we'll Ooh. we'll have a good time there. Yeah, you should have done it when you were in California. Let's, let's it was like four a.m. <laughs> yeah, we'll de- we'll definitely do that. Nick Roush, Kentucky roll call seven to nine. Big X Sports Radio nine to eleven replay. We love them. You can go and hang up on them right now. Just I should have told you to hang up on them like ten minutes ago, but yeah. I love them too much. Uh, yeah, I'm definitely just gonna like yeah. make sure to talk only about like soccer with Nick with TJ. Yeah, going back to the going back to the Patino thing, it's like Scotty Davenport, Patino assistant, beat us. Kevin Willer, Patino assistant, <laughs> beat us. Paget and Levitz are on the North Oldham staff. They just beat Manuel in our opener. Paget needs to be our coach. That's your that's 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 the problem right there. Paget needs to be the coach. Oh man! All right, let's let's try to get a couple texts in here before we go to the top of the hour, and we'll bring in TJ Walker. Talk about soccer. Talk about how he believes. He's going to try to talk about UofL, and I'm just going to just, de- 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 just derail it right away. That Christian Pulisic. I know he's listening, and he's, he's just, I know he's chuckling at me saying this, but as soon as he tries to bring up like UofL, I'm just going to just like, and how about that uh, that little loose city, man? Well, what, what, what do you think about the traffic going on on 65 right now? I'm, I'm just going to do whatever I can to, 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 to sidetrack it from talking uh, UK and, and UofL in general. We're just going to talk everything else. Uh, so let's let's try to sneak a few more. You could have talked some wrestling with Nick. Nick likes wrestling. He does a little bit. You know, he's a big fan of. He was a big fan of the uh, the Lucha, uh, not Lucha, but it was, uh, Jurassic Express. Mm. But they broke up. Oh, and uh, yeah, the Luchasaurus went heel. He oh. turned he turned bad guy and joined Christian Cage, and they're now uh, trying to beat up uh, Jungle Jungle Boy Jack Perry, who is the son of Luke Perry. Do you know who Luke Perry is? No. He was a uh, big star in the 90s uh, on 90210, did some movies, not a whole lot. 
But uh, he was he was a big deal in the nineties. He was he was a thing. Ask your mom about him; she'll tell you. Four one four fourteen fifty. The text line is, is. I said, please give me texts, and people have been doing it. So I'm, and I also said I'm gonna read them all, and I'm gonna read them all, even the ones that I've noticed coming up here of people trying to sneak in some bad words on me. Uh, texter says Trevor talking about John Y. Brown like Grimmer Young at Cars saying your lights are on. Mike like Costanza saying it's a funeral process. I listen. I yeah, John. I don't know if you saw John Y. Brown Jr. passing away yesterday. I don't know. I'm not going to be mean to him, uh, even though I didn't like him because he passed. But just because a man passed doesn't mean the fact that you can't point out he is the reason we don't have the NBA. He's 100 the reason we don't have the NBA. I don't know who that person. He, is. he owned the Colonels, folded them, oh. then bought the Celtic, then bought the Celtics. Was the most was such the worst owner in Celtics history. After a year and a half, they forced him to sell the team. Horrible owner. Hor- uh, just, and you know, that's, it wasn't there a move at some point where like the Celtics got a. So I shouldn't talk too mad because he did pass this day. I apologize, you know, for him, yada yada yada. But and I'm sad. I didn't want him to. Die. I didn't want him to pass. But I didn't want him to be in the state either because he's the reason why I didn't win the NBA. We'd have the NBA right now, and would have had it consistently unless they'd moved at some point. If it wasn't for him, so that's that. That's that. That's why <laughs> and I saw that and Mike. Mike wisely enough pulled me in. You're not. He's not here to do that now, so I need to do it to myself before I get us in trouble. Uh, one texter says, uh, Trevor in charge. Can I, can I get some Charles in charge music? Sure. <laughs> it's a new boy in the neighborhood. He lives downstairs and it's understood. I'm not familiar. He's here just to take good care of me. Like he's one of the family. Trevor and our days. Trevor in charge. Please help us. All right, I'll stop right there. Uh, <laughs> this is a long one. Dexter says, even though I like him and I want him to succeed, I think Payne has to be fired. I'm, I'm not after one year, Dexter. It's not going to happen, no matter how bad it is. The, the question that has to be asked is, did he really want the job? In quote, air quote, they really want the job. It's a very good question, actually. Or was he maybe talked into it? I just don't know how many coaches survive a three-win season with an average recruiting class coming in. The portal will help, but it won't satisfy the fan base. I, I don't disagree with really anything, and, and, and it raises some questions I would have as well. I mean, it start, you, you have to wonder. I mean, did, did Kenny Payton really kind of even want this job? Did he want to be a head coach here? Am I boring you there, buddy? Did you see they asked Willard <laughs> about his uh, about how he felt about the state of Louisville basketball? No. What did, what, did, what did Mr. Willard have to say? He just goes, that's not my problem. No comment. <laughs> that's a loose quote. I think it's summed up at halftime, and I usually don't watch halftime stuff, but during halftime as they briefly talked about the game, I thought Seth Greenberg made a great point of just how the state of Louisville basketball is. When and they talked about you know what does you know Maryland need to do and or to continue to, to, to lead this game and yada yada, and Greenberg's just like, Coach Willard needs to tell his kids, we don't care about Louisville, we need to care about us. We're not worried about them. We need to worry about us. And it's it's true. You didn't need to worry about Louisville. You do your thing. Just on, on, you just do your basic thing as a basketball team, and you're cruising past the guards. That's that. Yeah, you, you didn't you didn't need to worry about it. Uh, let's, see, let's try to squeeze at least one more in here before we go. Uh, before we get to the top of the hour, uh, Texas says all these people mad at KP don't understand his genius. You're gonna have to send me a longer text than what you just sent already to explain this first sentence. 
He's betting the spread. <laughs> now I got it. He's betting the spread and socking away cash for an NL collective. Duh. But seriously, start Fabio at point guard for the rest of the season and live with the results. I don't think we're at the point where it's just like just throw Fabio and Re out there. I mean, there's. It's not. I don't think it's going to solve. I mean, could it hurt? Probably. No, no obviously not going to hurt. But it's not going to solve any major problem. This team. I mean, the, the the players that are out there and getting the minutes and your starting lineup, short of Curry with trainer out there, I mean, it is a talented enough team if it's well coached to not be zero and seven right now and should be probably three and four, if not four and three, probably four and three with a well coached team. I'm not going to play that. Well, Patino had this game and did that kind of last year. If Pagese had this roster, I mean, I'm not, I don't want to play that game, but. I, I'm just going to say well-coached. And can Kenny Payne become a coach that can be at that level? I, God, I hope so. I mean, but I I have not seen it at all through seven games. I know it's a small sample size, and it needs to be bigger. That's what she said. But it need, it, it's, it's, just, it's not showing any movement right now. At least not in last night. was. Just, I mean, the, the, the example, he comes out and just – even says to him, tells the media right away, and you'll hear it yourself when we play, I'll play the presser later, but, you know, that he asked him, did they give up? And in, in every press conference, and correct me if I'm wrong, I have not heard him once take, I don't think, take a piece of blame at any press conference for the result of what happened in the game before it. I haven't heard him once come out and say, this was on me, I didn't, you know, I, I should have done this. I it's the kids aren't, the, the, these kids aren't hustling. These kids aren't learning it. They're not trying it. They're not showing fight. They're not doing this. They, they, kids, them. I have not heard once me. I did not do. I did not have this team prepared. I did not. I did not do the make the right coaching the play call. I didn't do that. I, I want to hear it. I haven't heard that once. And guess what? At this point, there is some blame to go on you. And if you don't realize that, then I don't know what to tell you. Give me a stepping stool so I can come up and smack some reality into you because I'm going to need it because you're too tall for me to reach. All right, take a quick break. Uh, love the text. I got a lot. Of, you got a lot of them, but we're going to take a quick break. Come back, talk to T- Terry Walker, T2, because there's no junior. Talk talk to USA Soccer, the knockout round against the Netherlands. You know, two things I hate people who are intolerable of other cultures and the Dutch. Mike Rutherford Show with no Mike Rutherford coming at you here on the Big X Sports Radio. Wasted water's all that is, and it don't make no flowers grow. Good things might come to those who wait, but not for those who wait too late. We gotta go for all we know. Just the two of us. There I am. There we go. What is this? Turn it up a little bit more. This is going to be cursing. This sounds like that uh, that Hey Ho song band. Uh, it's not. Similar like era of stuff going on. But it's it's not. It's Who not is the this? Lumineers. This is this dude named Vance Joy. He sounds like the Lumineers. 
All those hipster kids sound alike, though, to me. They all have the same, like, prepubescent, you know, I'm 25, but I'm going to dress like I'm 16, and I'm going to sound like I'm 12 type voice, you know, look. They'll have the same look and sound to me. You can turn it down. Uh, Hipsters. A horrible trend. Also, my mom texted me. Uh, oh no! What did, she's, what, she's, what did Kimberly have to say? Whatever, whatever. The dude that passed away, the Cardinals owner, John Y. Brown. Yeah, former governor. She's upset yeah. that you. Uh, yeah, did, so he, failed to mention that he was governor in '79. She. I knew. Yeah, Kim. See, I knew he's governor. 1979. He saw. He he folded the the Cardinals in '76. He he bought the uh, Celtics within a year and a half. They boot. They they hated him so much because he was such a horrible owner that they made him trade the team and he took over the Clippers. Or the Braves, and then had to sell them. Yeah, I know. Actually, it was Braves and Celtics. I'm sorry. It was Braves. that He traded the Braves to the Celtics owner and took the Celtics, and they booted him out. Then he became governor in 79. He also uh, was responsible for Kenny Rogers' chicken, too. And he, Andy KFC, he was a big uh, supporter of KFC. Speaking of supporters of uh, KRC, KRC, on the text line. We are on the phone line. We don't have a sponsor. Uh, on the P. Diddy phone line, TJ Walker, to talk nothing but soccer, nothing else. Just soccer, just U.S. soccer. TJ, how you doing, buddy? Doing well, Trevor and Patrick. <laughs> how, how are you fellows doing? Is it? Do you do you want to give me any other factoids about John Y. Brown Jr. as well that I maybe missed? No, but are you this far removed from doing a radio, hosting a radio show by yourself? Get a grip of the show, Trevor. <laughs> <laughs> well, why don't you help me there, then, uh, Mr. Walker? Mr. AM well, Show that's Talker. I, that, that's what I'm. That's what I'm here for. But, but Pat, we need we need more Patrick, less Trevor, and <laughs> and I think that could be a recipe for success. I have no problem with that. I still have my double fillet of fish with cheese only over here that I haven't even got to eat since I got here at three o'clock. I have no qualms wow. with stepping aside and eating a sandwich. You guys want to talk? You know where you uh, that that cold of fish is just going to be sushi at that point. Oh, I want sushi. I had to get a fish sandwich because you know I thought it was Lent, so I was I figured I figured well, you're not even really that close. <laughs> it's not even Friday either, so it's not. You wouldn't have to. God, no, <laughs> no, no. I thought the weekend was coming. We we can talk soccer. U of L worst basketball worst U of L basketball. <laughs> you didn't have to meet him. You can bring him back on. He <laughs> muted you for a second, TJ. <laughs> I got a producer with an attitude today. That's that's okay. Uh, we don't. I'm saying we don't. I'm Patrick. Don't mute me. I'm saying we do not have to talk about the worst U of L basketball team of all time or UK's four game winning streak in the Governors Cup. We do not have to talk about either one of those two things. First of all, I'm, as I always do and had to do for years on the morning time, I will correct you. This is not the worst team. The 1940-41 team went two and sixteen. There's time. We have time to still this correct. So, this team literally does nothing well. They don't do one one good thing. They don't do one good thing. Do we know if there's not any living members of the 4041 team no. that are just being... No, there is not. There's not. Okay. No, I, I would also say... We're good because they yeah, would not be coming on thing, the show. Trevor, putting, putting on our serious face, I will say one thing, uh, and maybe even Patrick said it, but maybe all three of you all, but at least Trevor and Mike uh, did talk about their, like, during the summer multiple times 
Like, we don't know if he's going to be a good coach. That's no. one thing we have no idea about. We don't even know what kind of offense he's going to run. We don't know even what style he's going to play. And we still don't know what type of offense he's going to run. <laughs> that's totally true. That's totally true. It's no offense. Uh, they don't do anything well. But anyways, we did have an exciting uh, conclusion to the 2 o'clock soccer games in Group C. Mexico nearly was eliminated because Ooh. they had too many yellow cards. Uh, the tiebreakers go, obviously, the points in the table. A win is three points. A tie is one point. You don't get anything for a loss except shame for the home country. And then if teams are tied with points, they don't go to a head-to-head. Uh, or maybe they do. I'm not so sure if they do or if they don't. But Mexico and Poland, the two teams that were tied, they tied 0-0 and they played each other. So even if they went to a head-to-head, it wouldn't have mattered. And then it goes to goal differential. Their goal differential was the same. And the next tiebreaker is how many yellow cards you accumulated during the tournament. And Mexico had had four, or I think six, and Poland had had four, three or something. But then Poland got one in the match, and that, that brought them one closer. And then had they been tied on yellow cards, they would have just drawn out of a hat for which team would have advanced to the knockout stage of the of the World Cup. Because Argentina finished first, the top two teams in the group go, so this was a tie for second place. And Mexico's... ultimately, in, hold hold on one real quick. Ultimately, in stoppage time, Saudi Arabia scored a garbage goal to to lose to Mexico two to one. That put Mexico behind Poland in goal differential, so it never really had to go to the yellow cards. But that would just imagine you work for four years to get to the World Cup. You're representing your country. It's probably the best thing in your family's history of ever existence, and your run comes to an end because. Uh, a, a referee may have been more conservative versus another one that was giving out yellow cards all willy-billy I, in another I, match. Absolutely wild. I want to go back to – did I hear you right? Did you say they're going to figure out who won by drawing out a name out of a hat? No, no, that's not what I said at all. <laughs> oh, that's, that's, that's why you say that. You were going so long. I was like, did you say that? Did you say something about drawing a name out of a hat? I was, I was, that is, <laughs> if the yellow cards were tied, the next one the, to decide who advances – it would just be drawing out of a hat, but it didn't come to that. Would it be a hat, or would it be a sort of bowl? Or <laughs> that's, a, that's a great question, Patrick. Uh, knowing knowing the FIFA, would probably be a bag of money. <laughs> with a dollar sign on it with a line through it. <laughs> or, or you got probably a bag we can a... use? Let's just empty one of these into something. Now, Mexico, they're <laughs> up there in the fa- in betting favorites, right? They're top three, right? Or no, they're not. I'm thinking of Brazil. No, I don't think they were top three. They probably were, were top. They were probably top ten. Uh, but they have been eliminated. They were supposed and, to move on. Yeah, they. Were, I mean, they were expected to move on in that group of Saudi Arabia, Poland, and Argentina. Argentina was expected to win. They lost to Saudi Arabia in the I biggest upset of the tournament up to this point, uh, but they were able to recover and bounce back just fine. If Poland somehow could have tied Argentina today, this could have impacted the United States. The United States plays Netherlands on Saturday, 10 o'clock, which is going to be a good good, good chance to get the drinking started early in the day. Uh, and then if the United States were to beat the Netherlands, they would have potentially played the winner of Australia versus Poland to, to get to the semifinals of the World Cup, which would be like a dream draw. You beat Netherlands, and then you either have to beat uh, Australia or Poland. But instead, Argentina went ahead and, and won the group, sadly. So it'll be Argentina-Australia in the other pod, and the winner of that game will play the winner of the Netherlands and the United States. But it'll be a tough enough match against the Netherlands anyways before we can even start worrying about Argentina 
but that's most likely who would be awaiting us if the United States were to win. Talking World Cup soccer with the former voice and championship voice of the Loose City Fighting Purples, uh, T.J. Walker, and he does a little radio here on this show as well, and proud father on top of all the other duties. And, and if you need to find a home, he's a realtor that will take care of you. He's an appraiser. One of those things is not true. I'll let you guess which one. If you need your house valued, you know to call. TJ, tell me, help help me out here because I could I, I kind of needed I, I needed need to be on radio with you during this World Cup so far, and I asked Mike this, and he couldn't answer it for me. I just I, I haven't been able to get get into it right now. I just is it because it's in the winter and not the summer, and I'm competing with other sports, whether Louisville looks like crap or not. Why have I not been able to just like embrace? Because you you've been with me on during World Cups before. I get into it. I mean I get I start buying FIFA. I'll buy shirts. I'm watching the games. I usually love the World Cup, but I don't know is is it because of the change in timing that I've been just I haven't been able to grasp it? And, and USA is playing well, as you said. Yeah, they they haven't given up, they've given up one goal, but it was from a penalty kick. But besides that, they've been as good defensively as any other team. I mean, they're advancing. In the world. That's Cup. good in general. Yeah, I mean, yeah, absolutely. They, I mean, you got to consider them one of the top sixteen teams in the country, and. Yeah. I think the expectation world, is to, to beat Netherlands, certainly not get blown out. So it should make for a fun Saturday. I think, Trevor, getting deep inside your brain, you just don't really like sports that much anymore. You like wrestling, <laughs> wow. but that's not a sport. But you just don't really <laughs> care that much about sports anymore. I don't know if it's just the you're, you're, uh, you don't care because U of L stunk so bad lately. I don't know, but you've <laughs> changed, man. You really have. <laughs> Well, some would think me changing, if those that have known me throughout my 20s and 30s change, would be a good thing, right? Or you think it's a bad thing for me? Or am I just no, changing I mean, the wrong it, things? No, you're. I, I don't think it's a good or bad thing. As long as you're happy, that's all anybody cares about. But I, you, you used to like be the biggest sports nut in the world. I still you'd am. You'd watch Pacers game. You'd watch every like random yeah. college basketball game. You'd come in asking about this score or that score. And you just, you don't, you don't do that much anymore i think you're you're moving on uh, <laughs> the question is to what uh I, I, I will say the pacers i will give you pacers i have not watched the pacers very much the last few years because of the style of the nba and just that, that that it just doesn't do it that that doesn't i will give you that i have been for someone who loved the nba so much growing up and it was my favorite thing for the long time in my life and one of the first loves next to wrestling and it is a sport punk that is that uh it, it does feel weird not being into the nba like i have been the last two or three years like just not even really giving a a care really too much to even follow it and the basers not being good the last two years doesn't probably help but no the rest everything else i'm into i mean i'm is as painful as it has been getting into global basketball and football the last few years and and then other college basketball games the nfl obviously you know one i mean i'm surprised you're not fading you're going to bet at halftime of packer games but I just, I just the World Cup. I usually get into the soccer thing, big time. I just, I don't know, and I want to. I really do because the USA. You mentioned you were going into the Netherlands, like a match. I would assume. I know they were good a couple years ago, and kind of a Cinderella run. But I would think a, a, a matchup that we could be competitive and win. Uh, the thought of maybe making meeting Australia instead of Argentina to go to the, the semifinals is is just it does excite me, but. I don't know. I just I gotta get. I don't know. I gotta get into it more, and, and I need I need I need some help. And that's why we brought you on to get me pumped up about soccer, and be just I don't know. Even the last night's yesterday's goal with Pulsic 
or oh, is it Pulisic? Is that pronounced Pulisic? Pulisic. You know, I mean, <laughs> one guy said that's one tough nut. I mean, that was that should be like right up there with the Landon Donovan score of uh, was it 08 or 2010? That's always kind of stuck with me in a memorable moment, and I felt it just kind of got less left in the on the side of everything. And when you watch sports and the highlights and on, online last yesterday, because it's being stuck with all the other sports that are going on here in America. I think I know what the problem is. I think it's that the games, you, the USA's played every game at 2 p.m. and you're just waking up and you can't get into it when you're just waking up. It'd be nice if I was doing KRC and I was done and I could just stay up a little bit an extra couple hours and watch the game at 2. That would probably be a difference. You're not lying on that. TJ, your thoughts? Yeah, we we, we went up to yeah we, we went up to a couple of restaurants back in 08 with you and Roush and watched some of the World Cup. That was during the summer. I don't like it during the winter and it, it was a mistake to ever do it mm. in the winter. But I have really found, like myself, watching a ton of it. I think having it kind of around the holidays has been beneficial for more eyeballs on the on the TV. And it certainly doesn't hurt that the United States has played solid in it. No, not not amazing, but but they they've played well. Uh, you you need to get on the train. I don't know really what else to, to tell you. You're missing out if I, I you know again beating the Netherlands would be considered an upset, and then if you do that. Beating Argentina would be considered a ma- massive, massive upset. So it's going to be tough to maybe see them make a big run, but uh, it's it's worth catching in. I feel like you've already probably missed too much of it, though. Did, and actually, don't don't don't. Maybe you're going to be bad luck. Actually, don't don't watch anymore. <laughs> didn't Argentina? Didn't they get upset? I mean, you may mention this in the second. They yeah. They who was it upset them again? Then? Saudi Arabia. Yeah. So and, there's hope for us, right? I mean, we're better than Saudi Arabia, right? Yeah. Yeah, but that was probably Argentina's stinker of uh, of the tournament. <laughs> and I saw I saw pictures. Uh, you know, I'm no I'm no globe expert, but saw pictures of Argentina's matches, and they have like 90 percent of the crowd. It's unlike any other. Even the United States doesn't have anything close to that home field advantage. Uh, barely, maybe Qatar had more of a home field advantage. Uh, they're like each. Each country gets like one huge section, and it'll kind of look like you know behind the goal. That's their section. Yeah. Argentina's taking up everything but the other country's opposing section. So uh, they, they, I'm told they like their soccer down there. You know, it's actually summer down there for them. How about that? I did, did not. We we both entertain and inform on this show. We, we that's what we're here for. We catch we catch all four corners of the mind. All right, TJ, tell me your thoughts. Take, take off your blue shirt and your blue underwear and your blue pants and your blue glasses. Heavens. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I'm not wearing underwear. And, and, Buy me dinner first. <laughs> as long as it's got a drive-thru. And, and, put, and put on all the red. Do what I wish your family wished you would have because they're all sensible Louisville fans and you were like this rogue, I'm going to be a Kentucky fan, separate uh, DB. You know, uh, d- d- tell you're a Louisville fan. What are you, how are you, are you confident? Are you done with Kenny Payne? What are your thoughts on Louisville coming from a perspective if you were a fan of this team, basketball-wise? First off, my, my, you get this wrong every time. You get corrected every time, and then you get it wrong again. My, my family's pretty split. You have this idea that I'm like the ugly duckling in the family. Uh, not true. I'm One, I'm the best looking, and secondly... Uh, we've got a good good group of Cats fans in the in the family. So, uh, secondly, all right, but being not being biased, and I, I would have no reason to be biased in this. Uh, Kenny Payne is completely in over his head. I would Agreed. get rid of him as soon as possible. Josh Hurd's not going to, uh, I, but I, I think the losses are just going to pile up so much that it's. 
I don't I don't know how you could have any how how empty can the Yum Center get? It's going to be a game they play throughout the season this year, but uh, it's going to you're it's going to, probably going to be at some point like for the UNC game and whatnot. There's going to be more opposing fans there, um, which you're used to in football, but not so much in basketball. But in all seriousness, it's bad. If you had a big recruiting class coming in, like I thought he would do, and I hand up, I was wrong. I thought for sure he was going to be able to get players in there, and I don't buy the the NCAA excuse because other places still had success getting players and putting together competitive teams. He just totally whiffed. I don't think he had a game plan for the transfer portal when he first got there and he paid for it dearly. And he hasn't done much of anything when it comes to recruiting. And so if he had a big class coming in or maybe just at least one five-star uh, then you could at least sell, like, listen, he'll get some players in the portal. He's got this player coming in. This year is going to be brutal, but at least the talent's going to get upgraded across the board next year. So you got to give him, you got to give him that chance. He hasn't done that yet, and I guess maybe you could give him to the end of the year to to do that or tr- prove you wrong in some of those areas. But it's really, it, it, like, I'm, I know you you mentioned the 41 team, and uh, any U of L team I've seen would beat this team and beat them most likely pretty badly. Uh, you're, you only have one guard, and he's somebody that tr- it does too much because he's trying to do too much. Um, it was a really poorly constructed roster, but there's no offensive flow. There's no o- offensive identity. I've never seen a team in this region have so much give-up ability in the sense that they can just throw their hands up and quit, and then you blink and you look at the score and they're down 30 points. It's uh, If I was a L fan, I would be really, really disappointed. I'd be so frustrated, and I would just want to wipe the slate clean and say we're going to pay. We, we will call all the donors. I don't care if we have to get on our knees and beg to Papa John. We'll get as much money as we can, and we're going to go get a proven winner. If, it, if it's Eric Musselman, I don't think you know that would probably be a, a reach. But we're yeah. going to get somebody that we know will 100% get recruits into this place and get a little bit of life back into the program. And if they were smart, they'd call Rick Pitino, but this isn't a Hallmark movie. <laughs> I don't even think in a Hallmark movie we could get Pitino. I mean, I think – End up more like with Valerie Bartonelli or something as our head coach at that point. But that's <laughs> Lifetime movies more than Hallmark. Uh, it's, 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 tell me if I'm crazy or not, but like with the fact that it's almost not a good thing because we're on seven, we look like like poo. But the, Kenny Payne's first year isn't the most talented team, and it isn't you know isn't stacked with one if not one, two, or even three like NBA level talent because this way we actually see if he can coach. And we're not getting the, oh, he's just going to roll the ball out there, the, the cow stigma, you know, just roll the ball out there and just ride the good athletes. And we're, we're, we're going to find out now if he can actually coach and not just kind of rely on town out there. And through seven games, I feel like that's the mentality he has. Is he's expecting to just ride the town out there and just tell him, hey, guys, you go do this, you do that. And then they don't do it. And he's like, you're supposed to do this, you're supposed to do that. You can't just tell them what to do. You're going to have to show these kids. You're going to teach. Actually, get on your get down and teach and show kids how to make sure to how to get the proper ball on the inlet pass to the right hand. When to get the when to cut. Yada yada yada. I just is it maybe better for Louisville that we're learning this now, like and not have to maybe you know pulled in two big recruits and we go you know 500 and we get our hopes up, but we just get left in the future of being out coached in clutch moments in the tournament. Maybe, yeah. I mean, potentially, you know, if, let's say a couple of those one-point games went the other way, but any halfway decent team was still beating U of L badly, then then 
maybe he's around for year two, but he gets a couple good recruits just to kind of dangle the carrot in front of Louisville fans. But, yeah. Uh, you miss the tournament, or if you do make the tournament, it's one and done, and you don't advance, and it's just more kind of disappointment. Yeah, potentially. The, the, the maybe stink hard for a better future quicker, but it doesn't equal draft picks, unfortunately, in college basketball. No. But it could equal bringing in a better coach that's going to be able to do better. And that was the thing. You know, if we can go back into a time machine, that was the concern that you have fans and my UofL friends, including my wife, who's a UofL fan, See? that was the concern with Walker, the Walker was, household okay. all loves the cards. It, not, not, <laughs> not true. But uh, my dog, big time UofL hater. Ah, but Lucy's going to be a Liberal fan. Up. You do know that, right? He, he was doing pause down all, all throughout down. the weekend. <laughs> but the big concern was, listen, we don't know what we're getting out of a coach. That's concerning in its own right. But the dude's been around basketball for a long time. It's not like he's going to be totally clueless out there. But regardless of how the X's and O's are, it's going to be Talent City USA, baby. And he's going to get World Wide West in our pocket. And that one Nike director guy, whoever, whatever that <laughs> don't whoever ask me his name, his name. Was, I don't he's going to come in. And, and then they're going to get Milt on the staff. And DJ's going to be coming. And he just has swung and missed. And I'm shocked by it. But I think ultimately, when it's all said and done, and I, I, I love Kenny Payne. When he was at UK, he was a fun person to talk to. Was always really pleasant for me. I, I had hoped that it would work out. I mean, work out like where you guys are good, but don't beat you. Again. Yeah, 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 yeah. Don't do anything too crazy, like you know, win championships or anything like that. But I, I, I was wrong. I thought he was going to be able to do that. But uh, and he, he seems like a great guy. But I think when we look back at all this, it's going to end up being he had a kind of a cushy job with the Knicks. He was having fun. He wasn't really looking to get back into head coaching. A lot of his close friends or into in general, not back, but into. called him and said, "Hey, take this job. The money's going to be good, but just go take it." And I don't think his heart was ever really into it, but he kind of felt like he had to answer the call and have the opportunity to be the first African American head coach at U of L. And he and he decided to do it, but I, I don't think he really had a game plan. I don't think he was. I don't think he's a hundred percent invested into it. And I don't think he really knows how to be a head coach at the college basketball level. Um, you know, he, he learned he learned after the best, but maybe it just didn't rub off on him, I guess. I hope you got better speeches when being, you sell a house. I hope you're better at selling facetious. a house than you are selling me on Kenny Payne, man. Dude. I, I'm, I'm being <laughs> facetious about him following the John Calipari coaching tree. He actually runs, like, a good deal of Kentucky's offense, or at least some of their sets and their, some of their motions. Yeah, I've seen it. He just doesn't have any talented players really to complete it. And even Calipari's motions and sets are still a lot of times one-on-one driven where, hey, we're going to get you in a good space to be running downhill, and then you just need to be the better basketball player and finish or get to the line. L just doesn't have that. So, and that's but another TJ, disappointing thing. TJ, you, you, know, you know basketball enough, and you've seen, you've seen this team because you said your wife's a fan. She's going to make you probably watch more games than you would have if she wasn't. And you would watch them regardless because you're a junkie like me. But – I mean, this team is is, is not not. And I'm not saying this team is, is is oozing with talent, but you can watch this team and see just there's more talent enough not to be 0 and 7 and be embarrassed in the last four games the way you have been. I mean, that, that the, the talent level is, is is at least higher than that. Can you agree or disagree with that? No, it's not. It's really bad talent. I mean, I, mean, I can't express that enough. I and get the, that, and but the young just, people, okay. and the young people that I think that could be good down the road. And never on any like halfway decent college basketball teams would they be asked to come and step in and do something. And another part of it is they're just 
again, no offense to Kenny Payne, they're just poorly coached. Like they I don't, they go out there and they put their hands up and they're not, they don't know where they're supposed to be. There's mm-hmm. no real motion or set to the offense. There's certainly no rhythm or flow to it either. And they just sort of look lost. So it doesn't even look like they were in a position to win to begin with. And secondly, I think talented, talent wise, they're not, they haven't, they haven't peaked. They're going to get much better as they get older and as they develop. But I, I think the talent is horrible. I mean, no offense. I, I think Sidney Curry was never no, uh, never really all that great of a player. Um, but U of L fans wanted him to be and kind of like dreamed him into being this great player. And you're seeing that. Like he, he is on a good college basketball team on a regular U of L standard basketball team. He's the ninth man. And L. Ellis is maybe like the seventh man coming off the bench. He's the little firecracker guard that can kind of spark an offense out of nowhere. But unfortunately, he's maybe a little too sloppy with the ball to be the reliable number one. Uh, this is so far from the standard of U of L basketball. It's not even funny. And Trevor, it's honestly a little concerning that you're so lost in the sauce you don't even see it. I'm not. I'm not completely lost in the sauce, but there is still some on the eyes. TJ, you are a fantastic realtor, a great voice of soccer, a wonderful father, and a huge, awesome radio host. But never will I hire you to uh, answer phones at the U of L fanhood suicide line. That I will not do. I- <laughs> And well, that you just got to be truthful. This Louisville fans have had their head in the sand too long, and that's part of the reason why the program's gotten to this 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 standard. You got to admit that things are really, really horrible, and you just got to rebuild from the the get go. But I do. The good but, news is with the transfer portal and the right coach with recruiting, well, you all could be good in a year or two. It doesn't have to be a long thing. It's as quick as you all want to invest in it. It's all about money, Trev. It's all about money. And I, and and while I I don't completely disagree with your your. Can, your uh, projection of our talent level. I, I do disagree with think that, that there's enough that if coached well, this team could have been at least been in the game, if not beat Cincinnati, or at least been in uh, clearly better than 30 points with Maryland last night. They are not 29 points worse than Maryland on talent level, and Maryland's a decent team. We and, beat Maryland last year. And, and then also, thank you, the Baja Bullies. And then, and then obviously the three game, you know, your right states and yada yada games, you know, Bellarmine, no offense to Bellarmine, you know, but you don't lose those even with the talent level they have. You shouldn't lose those games. I racked that up at the time to just giving the, the a little bit of leeway to Kenny in terms of inexperience as a head coach. But now, just after seven games and four games removed from that of trying to be optimistic and, and defending him, I see no improvement whatsoever. And in fact, I've seen steps back. And it's just it's at some point you gotta a bad craftsman can only blame his tools for so long. And and and. and in that case, and to pose what Dave Ragone should tell me, there are no there are no rubber hammers here. You have a full giant mallet, and you just can't you can't blame the tools every time. Well, you may be right about the talent thing. I could be right. I disagree with you about it. It is raw, though. Day, we both we both will agree it's a bad combination of talent and coaching. If you had good coaching, maybe things would look better on the court. If you had better talent, maybe some of the coaching errors would be hidden a little bit. But yeah. it's a messy combination. But Trevor, <laughs> as I told you as I started this interview, get a grip of this show, buddy. I'm long overdue. you got to get me off here, but you got to cut me out. you got to go to a break. you got to move on to the next segment. Get a grip. Get a grip, buddy. TJ. Hang up on him right now. Just because he said, I got to get him off. Doug Eddard. Right Luke there. A. Pull that clip right Christian there. <laughs> we'll take hey, one. We'll take a quick break. Mitch Barnhart sucks. <laughs> take a break. Come back. Talk to a champion. We're going to talk to my man. I've never actually had a chance to interview this man. So we're going to talk to Alec Cupper. On the other side. Alex. Is Alex? Alex. Yeah, I already screwed it up. <laughs> I screwed up his name. I'm going to do it already. Alex Cupper. See, I didn't add the L though. On the other side of the break, we're talking about UofL football 
and see if he can bring us off the ledge better than TJ did with the basketball team here on the Mike Rutherford Show with no Mike Rutherford. Coming at you from the world-famous Louisville College of Business Studios. Make it make you feel like you're getting paid to get your MBA. You heard him. She's been living on the high shelf. Oh. Oh. And they come on Mike's on. There we go. There we go, Patrick. Mike on, everybody. Welcome back. Mike Rutherford Show. No Mike Rutherford today. He is out uh, with us. Uh, I guess this long company says he wasn't feeling well. He's been battling this thing for on and off for all year. So, Mike, Mike get some rest, buddy. Get 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 well. Get all that energy stored up because I know you probably got some venting to do about last night's basketball game when you come back with us tomorrow. And we'll just we'll, we'll keep the ship afloat as best we can. They're, they're, we've got Patrick throwing some water out with buckets here and there, and but we're we're keeping it on, we're keeping it up, we're keeping it up, and we're gonna get to the island and get on sturdy land tomorrow when Mike joins us back. And speaking of joining us, uh, love everybody joining us on the text line Thornton's text line four one four fourteen fifty. The text line brought to us by our great friends at Thornton's and a member of that great team at Thornton's, also a member of the Sugar Bowl team and a member former Houston Texan as well, Alex Cupper, former card. Alex, I appreciate you coming on with us. Uh, how you been? You know, Trevor, I've been doing good, man. It's uh, it's been a little bit since the old playing days. <laughs> I mean, it's a decade, really, so it's one of a round number. Um, but uh, I still feel like I still feel like I'm close enough to uh, remember. You know, when people ask me and draw back on times of whether it be tough times or, or the good times, it's always. Uh, those are always good memories, though, the ones that you spoke of. Well, you, you have no idea. I think about them a lot, especially like during last weekend's football game watching it. I, I think back to, to your playing days, and it gets me through the rest of the evening. Maybe I'll just watch it on some YouTube or bring up the DVR because i, I got to cheer myself up sometimes. They were the glory days, and you were a member of them. No, absolutely. Yeah, I, I, I queued them up. I would be lying if I said I didn't do that for my two boys. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, that know YouTube real well. Yeah, so they, this is what beating UK is like, and we'll get back there one day. We will. Now, let's talk about I know you probably uh, you follow the, 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 the team on a regular basis day and day. What, what are your thoughts on this season and just this the, the big dilemma that has divided this fan base where, you know, We've talked about it on the show. I don't know how much you've had a chance to listen with me and Mike on, but where you know you have a half a fan base that kind of want to move on from Satterfield, you have another half that it wants to continue to to give this a shot, especially with the recruiting class. I'm sure you're aware of coming in next year. Where where where, where do you stand on this? Because like Mike pointed out the other day, it's kind of a weird situation where this isn't like Cragthorpe or you know Ron Cooper type situation. Where you know your your two wins, one win, and it's clear you know we need a change. It, it, it's in that middle ground, and it's kind of a weird position to be in. Where, where, where does Alice Cupper sit on the fence? You know, I say it's. I mean, obviously re- results based, and and just like you just mentioned, the results are the re- results sit you right smack dab in the middle. Uh, one literally one game over five hundred. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean. 
as long as as long as there is some sort of identity developed, and this is the first year, the back half of this season was the first time you could actually see an identity develop. There was actually, and, and the identity for Louisville, quite frankly, Trevor, is should always be and should never become anything other than the underdog with a chip on the shoulder. That you're you're not you weren't good enough to go really to go to Kentucky because they're in the S you know you're not SEC caliber so you should put your put the work in to establish yourself as well bullshit I am gonna outwork these people and when it show when we show up on the gridiron we're gonna beat them you know we're you're gonna show up to a pretentious uh, you know goody goody Clemson and be ready to smack them in the mouth and. And those are things that you really never haven't seen from from Coach Satterfield's group until the back half of this season where, you know, they were going to win with toughness. They were going to win with discipline. They were going to win with good defense and running the football. That that might – and that was that was a Coach Strong staple, obviously. Um, but, damn, it, if it wins you games and, and that whole toughness and grit mentality because, you, you know, we're – Getting good players, yes, we should get we should get our fair share. But there's all you can't sell yourself on thinking you're going to have just a multitude of uh, you know first string, second string of unbelievable five star players. That's just not going to happen. Don't be you can't be unrealistic with that. Uh, but if you have a good enough players and you have the glue guys around you, um, you know that that's that's a recipe to to have something special and to win football games and to beat the rival down the road. Those are those are the things that. I saw progress on this back half of the season. Um, so with the talent coming in, and if you can maintain that course of, all right, we're, we need to outwork people, we're not going to out-talent them. Um, you know, you, you could be on the on the right path, in my in my perspective. Talking to Alice Cupper, former Super Bowl. I was sure I was the Super Bowl. Uh, <laughs> now the Texans. But <laughs> no disrespect, disrespect to Wade Phillips there. But uh, the, the uh, former Sugar Bowl champion, that's as good as, personally, I put that ahead of the Super Bowl, if you ask me. I mean, it's got more letters. It's in New Orleans. It's 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 it's, it's, it's that's the same amount of letters. Yeah, well, shut up, Patrick. Very sweet. <laughs> <laughs> you got you got Mr. AP AP uh, English class over here telling me letters oh, over. Wow. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. We're two footballers over here. Don't give us math and letters, man. Come on, get that schoolwork over there. We just do the minimum. Exactly. <laughs> uh, when you watch this, Alex, in, in the cleanest way you can think of, uh, I know it's hard not to to maybe use vulgar, but when you watch like this Kentucky game last. This last Kentucky game, Louisville game, and I and I've described it as Kentucky kind of just mentally punking out Louisville to where I just don't feel like Louisville should be that far behind Kentucky in terms of talent on the field, and Louisville just getting just just punked out literally, just treated like a bully. Kentucky's a bully, and we're sure. the nerd on the field. I mean, when you watch that game and you watch kind of how I don't know if you have the same mentality when you watch it, but what what goes through your mind when you see Kentucky's kind of dominating Louisville again for a fourth year? I mean, how, how frustrating are, does it have to make you knowing that, as a former player, this was you were that was you that was you on the field doing that to them? Sure, sure, no, and it, it is it's a mentality thing. I, I don't, I mean, yeah, you can say there was some talent disparity. I don't think our our offensive line is that there's that big of a talent gap. I think there it's you know when it comes to the grit part of things and the toughness and. And, and all those different pieces, they, that group was inconsistent when it came to the deliverables on execution. You know, you would, he would have a one play, 
the next play, some guy would spring, you know, would leak through and cause a pressure to where Doman didn't have enough time to step up and make a throw to all the receivers on social media that everybody's saying that are wide open. Um, so just those little details on tightening up and being consistent. Um, I mean, personally, just watching watching the front and the offensive line, Clemson and UK. That that's a group that literally, if if they grab literally the bull by the horns and say, all right, we're enough of this shit. We're going to put it on our backs. We're going to take the leadership uh, side of things, and we're going to we're going to carry the team. You could have done it in those two games, and they um, they didn't, unfortunately. But um, yeah, that that's a group where you can you know you you have young pieces that you can definitely build upon. Um, but all that war, all the things that I mentioned prior to the work, the, the grittiness, it's not going to be pretty. It's not going to be easy either. Nothing is easy. Um, and when it comes to trying to become at, at par, if not better than your rival, uh, you, you got to outwork them and you got to do the extra, do the extra pieces it takes to become as good as them. So, um, they're not quite there yet, and it showed. Uh, it obviously shows in the trenches. Talking to Alex Kupper here, former, as I mentioned, former Sugar Bowl champion, a, a big con, uh, contributor in bringing us that Thornton text line, which we're going to get to here later. It's just jam-packed right now. I got hundreds of texts coming in, people venting as well. It's, it's about not just the football team, but the basketball team. Alex, before I get, let you get out of here, though, I love having you on. I, I want to ask you, because you've played for, I mean, obviously you played with Coach Strong at Louisville. And then you had your a stint in the NFL with the Texans and with the Bills, if I'm not mistaken, as well. Uh, yep. I, I dropped Wade Phillips' name in there because I think he was coached when you were there. I, I could correct me if I'm he wrong. Was. And uh, no, you would no. you would have had Rex Ryan, I think, in Buffalo. Is that right? Yes, sir. What? Give me something, and I'm, without giving me like a, maybe a foot fetish story from Rex Ryan, but <laughs> <laughs> like what? What? Uh, what was? What are some of the more colorful coaches like you've coached for? Maybe I didn't mention one of those head coaches. Whether it be a line coach or, uh, or or a coordinator, or so to speak. Yeah, no. Um, Who was the I fun mean, most fun to, would, to play under? I guess the most the most fun would probably be Wade, just because he was players' coach. I've heard that you yeah. wouldn't think it. Yeah, he's um, that you know, super super knowledgeable. I love listening to him break down just kind of how people are attacking and how he likes to attack offenses. Mm-hmm. Cause I was, you know, I was part of the development, uh, the look squad basically. So we would sit in on defensive prep and listen to him and why they're doing certain that, you know, he, he was, he's cerebral as all get out even at, I think he was in his mid seventies when I was down there. Um, still super sharp. Um, but yeah, him and uh, Romeo Cornell, I, brought, I got to, you know, do, Watch how they go to uh, go to work and and their their knowledge of the game. Uh, when it comes to just overall jocularity and just being <laughs> goofy as shit, uh, yeah, Rex Ryan takes that cake um, leaps and bounds. And it's like he he makes it a point that he's going to be you know he's going to crack the crack the you know the the joke whip and and try and keep it light, try and keep it fun. He to a detriment, even because it's like okay, at some point you have to take things. You got to take things serious if you want to win, and not just win, you know, nine games or whatever. So it's he learned that lesson the hard way, and yeah, it's funny because I don't know. I, I I don't know if you got to meet him, but like when you, the two guys you mentioned are obviously sons of coaches, both being player coaches. I never thought of like Buddy Buddy Ryan being a players coach. I guess he was, but I never also considered like Bum Phillips being like a player. I thought he was he was more of a 
a stern kind of guy. Maybe I maybe I read my history books wrong, but it's kind of funny to see two you know the sons of two maybe non players coaches become such players coaches. Yeah, I think they they both understood the value of that connection. And your X's and O's are one thing. The people, the Jimmys and Joes that go out and execute them, mm-hmm. uh, you can get, you can have the best scheme and the best tactical approach to stop X, Y, and Z. If you don't have that little extra engagement and that that, that half a step quickness and 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 being locked in and ready to do battle, um, you're kind of, the other you know ninety nine percent of the preparation is kind of worthless. So the value of that connectivity. Um, maybe back in the Buddy Ryan, Bum Phillips days, wasn't needed because you were you going to have Warriors regardless. Nowadays, you kind of need that uh, kind of need that player coach connection and trust and all that. And that's what those those individuals uh, obviously knew that then. Exactly. And Alex, Alex, I appreciate you coming on. Love talking to you. We got to bring you on. Talk about how we're matching those those days of your playing time. Next time we bring you on here, and always thanks for helping us with that getting that Thornton's text line, which we're going to get to here in a second. Always, man. We got people already already reacting to your to you and, and everything else that's talked about today. So hopefully we catch you on down the road, Mister Cupper. Sounds good, Trevor. See see you later, man. See you, Alex Cupper, a former Sugar Bowl. Well, bring us Thornton's. Patrick's in there laughing. How many did you count, by the way? I heard two, but you I said heard it, three. You, it was three. Whenever I heard the first one, I was kind of tuned out, and yeah. they took me back in, and you no. showed me two. There's one thing I have picked up. It's kind of like, you know, they, they say, like, uh, w- women, when they have their children, like, they get a sensitivity in their ears, and they can hear, like, cry. Like, they get that like, that, that, that new scent. I get a seventh sense. When you work in radio this long, <laughs> seventh sense, yeah. <laughs> there, you get two extra? Just, I thought there was only, I thought there were six, weren't there? No, you, they oh, talk like about the a six sixth sense. sense the movie. <laughs> yeah, well, sixth sense, you see dead people. Seventh sense, you hear crying. The eighth sense, which is what you get in radio, where I can, you, like, TJ can talk for five minutes, and I may only hear, like, one, I don't hear everything. Like, it's going in one ear, not the other. I'm picking up on things. But I will always hear a curse word if it's said. I could be eating a sandwich zoned out of the interview 100%. And I wasn't during that. And I will hear it. And uh, yeah, he, three of them. Three, three. Jenna, the bar has been set, sweetheart. <laughs> it has been. Uh, so the textures obviously caught that as well. That's your cousin, dude. I texted him after the after the one I That's heard. That's your cousin. Him, like, he, he dropped another one. I was hoping he was maybe on speaker and looked down and saw it. I guess he Honestly, did. I was afraid to like how I was wording my question. I didn't. Here's the thing. He said, without being vulgar, <laughs> yeah, as hard as it might be. <laughs> and he said, that was when he dropped the second one. That's when he dropped the second one. And then I, had, I was like, oh, I'm going to ask him one more question because I wanted to ask him about the NFL stuff because I love the NFL stuff. And he, he spent two years in Houston. He spent a year in Buffalo, as I mentioned, 13 to 15. And so I was like, okay, may, I, there's no way he's going to. I can get one on this one, right? Like, I, I can get like a clean answer. And, and, and for, for what? To give him credit. It was the only one he dropped. He only dropped the one word. It was, it's, of all curse words, I guess it's the least curseiest. Is that is that a word? Is that can I say I that? I think the radio. I think GD is probably the least Prob- curseiest. Well, that's still one I, I'm not allowed. I don't allow either. I know, uh, but the yeah, I mean, of the of the four letter curse words, it's the least like, it's the most accepted to this point. And now, I mean, because yeah. you can say it on like after 10 p.m. on television, maybe 9 p.m. I don't know. But so at least I'll, I'm trying to put a silver lining on this crap. <laughs> is that that was the only one he went with? Like we didn't get an F bomb or, or something a lot worse. 
But uh, I'd love to have him on. And I thought, oh, I'm going to ask him about the NFL. And oh, yeah, I get Then again, I was like, man, he did go like 2-14 and 14 that first year in Houston. I might get a curse word after, after I asked the question. And then I thought, Rex Ryan, oh, good Lord. I might definitely get a cursing. But I only got one. Uh, we still love you, Alex. We hope to have you on again. SD may not allow it anytime soon, but we love to do it at some point. Uh, I'd squeeze in a few. Speaking of Alex Cupper, in the Thornton's text line, the 414-1450, let's try to squeeze a few more of these in. Before we go to the top of the hour, uh, let's see here. Since every every post game, every post game press conference, KP says he wants out of the team, and I wonder if we're supposed to. Oh, no, I do read that. Uh, Texture said it again later. Love all the Grateful Dead and Fish songs on the show yesterday. Ever been to a show? I have not. Um, that was me yesterday. I did that for Renshaw, by the way, because I, I didn't know. If, I knew he wouldn't be listening on the way to the game, but I thought I'm gonna throw it out there, and that that be the Grateful Dead. I'm actually not a big jam band fan. Uh, that being the Dead and the Fish, the Fish, the, the Fish especially. I I know one song by Fish, and it's bouncing around the room. It's well, the one I played yesterday. Well, Fish has a uh, Ben and Jerry's ice cream flavor. You like that one? You like that? The Fish has a Ben and Jerry's. I thought that. No, I thought you thinking no Grateful Dead has no Ben and Jerry's. The Fish has a Ben and Jerry's ice cream flavor. They're it's, from like the same place in. Vermont. They're from Vermont. Yeah, I knew that. Yeah, yeah. it's like. All the like, but there's also Cherry Garcia, which is Grateful Dead. Okay, well, there's also Fish Food spelled with PH. Oh, okay, I didn't know. Okay, so there, there one, there's one for each band. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, clearly, clearly, Ben and Jerry. I mean, know that they're selling munchies to to fish and fish heads and deadheads. They're not dumb. They they, they they know how to market their stuff. Not only just by charging eight bucks for a pint of ice cream, they know how to they know how to market it. Uh, but I have not. I've not actually ever been to. I've been to a lot of concerts. And would I go to a Fish or Grateful Dead concert? Probably not Fish, because I just said I literally know one. Literally, and I only figured literally one song by them, and that's bounced in my room. I do love that song, though. It's a great song. Uh, the Dead, at least I know your your greatest hits album, your Skeletons in the Closet album, which is most trendy Deadheads would would know. Um, I, I didn't even know Scarlet Magnolias was was a song by them. I thought Sublime wrote it until I heard it was a reboot. Never knew, never knew it was the original Dead song. I just know you just call it cover or reboot. No. Yeah, something like that. I knew, I knew, you know, obviously, I knew, you know, Touch of Grey because of the music video when I was a kid. I know Casey Jones, Truckin, your 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 mainstream versions hits of the Dead. I would like to see the Dead in concert, though. I would probably go to one of their shows. I have been to. It's a shame because they don't play anymore. No, they don't. And they, I have, but I have been to. I will say this: I have been to Hate Ashbury, and I've been to the home of the childhood home of Jerry Garcia in San Francisco. I have been there. Uh, Texter says, blame KP 100% if you want. Well, I wouldn't blame him 100%. He deserves it. Maybe. Hasn't figured out how to motivate the players. That I agree with. But at some point, it takes two to tango. It does. It's time to acknowledge the MAC leftovers. The core of the team aren't just aren't good. Third, co- third coach they've not played hard for in the last three years. I think they played hard last year for Big East to a degree for early on. And just eventually, you know, just realized it, it's not going to get you anywhere. I, I again, I know TJ and me disagree with this. I know that the talent level is not NCAA tournament probably level, but there's more talent in this team to be Owen to be where we're at. That's the concern I have. I don't know if it makes you think that I'm saying that there's more that I'm acting like there's is some loaded talented team in NBA draft picks. No, but I look at Brandon Huntley Hatfield and I see a kid that's. Very raw, because he's a seven, basically eighteen year old kid. He's pretty much a freshman out there, even though he had the one year at Tennessee. And I see promise and an athletic ability, and somebody who could needs to be getting more seven shots in the game, while LLS is taking nineteen. That's what I, I see. That I see somebody that yes, 
he, he misses he misses the inside shot. I want to get more aggressive, and I want to see him more aggressive. And I start wondering, you know, where Mike is compared to VJ King, and I don't think it's a horrible comparison, and I hope it's just completely wrong, but I see where he gets that from when he watches him. There he, was one possession where they got it to him in the post, double team came, he found an open wing, they kicked it to the corner, I think it was Mike James drove and got got a pretty good shot. I mean, it's and you, you just wish that happened more. You have to work out of the post with this team. I know Kenny Payne has said it, and Kenny Payne's probably sitting there saying it too. He's like, I know, I'm gonna tell him to do it. But that's my point in the beginning <laughs> is that of the what show. Kenny Payne's saying you, when he's listening. Oh yeah, he is. He called me last night. <laughs> Wrong number, but I still talked to him for half an hour. I know you know, we know, and you can tell them they know, but you got to show them how to do it, and and, and you got to beat in their head. And sometimes, you know what, listen, motiva- being able to motivate players and teach and get the best out of some is not a, a skill everyone owns. And it's not something you, you, you learn. You, it's almost something you're born with, and you see that in great coaching. And maybe Kenny Payne just doesn't have it. And that's 100% quite possibility. The quite pos- uh, possibly the reason. Uh, we'll do this one last text, and we'll go to break. Top of the hour, a little past the 5 o'clock hour. Uh, text says, KP's post-game interviews never discuss X's and O's. He gets philosophical and sounds like a poor man's uh, Rene Descartes. Who's that? Uh, name sounds familiar. R-E-N-E, Rene, uh, D-E-S-K-C-A-R-T-E-S. Descartes. Couldn't, is that a philosopher? Tell, couldn't tell you who that is. I, sounds like a philosopher. Why, why are you pulling out like some random philosopher on me, Texter? Come on, dude. You deal with me or not Mike. Should have went with Socrates. Just, yeah, just go, yeah, Socrates. Do so, give me a character from Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Don't, don't come on! You're dealing, you're not dealing with Mike here, but I do agree with the first sentence is what you said, and I, I brought that up as well in the first segment from the little player snippet I heard on the pregame where they said they don't he doesn't he isn't emphasizing X's nose in some in some practices. It's about you know playing freely and confident, and I'm not saying that's not a bad thing, but this team clearly is just doesn't understand X's and O's and. Listen, if you were anti-pain coming into this this regime. Or you were just showing concerns of why you might have be be negative of the hire. That was that was one of them, and that was one Mike had brought up. I've talked about. I know you probably talked about it with your friends. Anybody sitting at home probably talked about yelling at the radio with us. Is that is this can he be an X and O guy? And because the trend has shown us in the history, this isn't just like a local guy trying to be knock on Cal. Cal coaching tree does not produce X's and O's guys. They traditionally produce someone like a cow who can get the best out of his players and can handle egos and, and, and the kind of more NBA style in pain. Maybe I haven't seen him get the best out of his kids. That's for damn sure. And I'm also not seeing the X's and O's and that's like, it's like mixing bleach and ammonia and that's what you get. And, and then we're, and we're sitting there breathing in the mustard gas result of that mix. All right, let's take a break. Come back. Uh, I do. I do want to because I do want to play the, the the presser. It's only like ten minutes anywhere. I may play the players. I can't remember. The only reason I sent you the players is because I kept trying to listen to it, and it, my the 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 video kept stopping, and like YouTube kept closing. It was ticking me off. So I was like, screw it. I'm sending it to him. We may listen to it. I haven't actually heard the players' press conference yet, but I did hear the coaches, and it, it pissed me off to the point where I you heard my rant at the beginning of the show. Mm-hmm. So we'll play it again later on this hour and go to more of the text line on Thornton's text line here on a micless. Rutherford show on 1450. You got to read for me? Uh, What does it start with? Trust. Philanthropical <laughs> service. Philanthropical services. Uh, Other stuff. All starts with one word. Trust. Firstbankerstrust.com. You heard the man. Go to break. 
Welcome back. Mike Rutherford Show without the Mike or the Rutherford. Just TK and friend. Not even friends. This is like high school again. I just have one friend. No plural. But he is the he was the president the only time I've been to the cool kids high school party. He was there. He was the other dork there along with me. Uh, hanging on. Just just glad that no one's noticed that he's there and kicked us out yet. Was at my house. Was, <laughs> he had no choice but to be there. <laughs> they, couldn't, they couldn't not invite me. You're, 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 uh, who's cooler at, at Manuel? You or your brother? Uh, at Manuel, me. Oh, okay. Even though even though Trey is famous for throwing uh, the touchdown pass. Yeah. I, I mean, I know you've got your own academic. Uh, you got your own athletic accomplishments, but we just haven't had a chance to see him yet. The fact that uh, you can throw no hitter this year, probably. I uh, threw no hitter last year. Yeah, oh, but but uh-huh. but we're sending the JV to play Shawnee this year, so I don't think I'm gonna. I'm not gonna get, <laughs> they're not gonna call my number that game. I think at some point a team's gonna like when we're scheduled to play North Carolina. Like, we'll just send the JV team to play Louisville. <laughs> like remember when Kentucky had the last We're going to play another game No no one's had a JV team since Kentucky did it Just so they could have a place for Nazi Muhammad to play Like Bettino just created a JV team He's like we we want this guy on our roster He's out of shape He's We we, we, we don't really have a spot for him So let's just create a, 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 a I think they called it a freshman team or JV team I forget what he called it We're going to create this and just put him on there Ironically uh, Frank uh, Vogel Who ended up being a pretty good coach in the NBA level Was on that team uh, he also made that roster as well, along with Nazi Muhammad. But it was a team just made for Nazi. It was like, just, just, that's all it is. Kind of like, you know, you create a high school team to put Anthony Davis on. Uh, so maybe maybe they'll do it. Maybe they'll kind of as a JB team. They'll send us and we'll go against. But you, you're saying you're cooler. Like, when if I, if I did a family feud poll at Manual and it asked 100, 100, 100 upperclassmen ladies and, and gentlemen and said, who's cooler? Patrick Ryan or Trey Ryan? You think you're getting the nod on this? Yes. Are you saying this just because your brother's not here to defend him? No, but I do think it's different because he was always the grade above us, and I was in this. Oh, so he's just not known as much to this grade. Uh, he hasn't had the same four years I've had with, alongside these kids in this grade. Uh, okay, so you just you're better well known to this class. Yeah, that's what makes you cooler. So, so in, in what you're saying is, is when I got to go to the cool kid party, I was going to Patrick's party, not Trey's. The uh, a lot of the kids that were there would probably they 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 always say they're going to Trey's. I don't know if it's because his name's less syllables or what, but like <laughs> they're like, hey, we're going to Trey's. What are you saying about your, your your peers there? Are you saying they can't pronunciate them more, more, than, more than a singular syllable? I don't know. They like to say it's Trace. Are you saying something about football players there? There's a, there's a few kids that always say it's Patrick's, but <laughs> the football players definitely call it Trace. I, was, I don't know. This is, you, you like to get mad at me because when you and Trey were younger, I could never tell you two apart. Like I, I, We didn't look alike. Dead alike. We didn't. I was watching the Jurassic World movie, the, the most recent, like, Re, you know, reboot of the uh, the series. With, There's been several. Like, yeah, the original Chris Pratt one. Okay, you look just like the kid in that movie, the little genius kid. You ever notice that the little genius kid? Yeah, not the older brother that was obsessed Are you sure with girl. That I'm not the little. I'm not a little genius. Is that not what it was? No, you're not a little genius. But like the kid, like you're you're like take like take you two years back. I was watching the movie last night because it came on. I was like, this is actually two nights ago. I'm like, that kid looks just like Patrick. Like I don't know if it's the hair. 
Yeah, when I was that young, I didn't have that long of hair. But yeah, like, but like my hair now is matches the hair he had on a younger kid. It looks like you. I'd say that's fair. That's, okay, it's fair thing. Trust me, there's a lot worse I can make comparisons to what you look like. I mean, I, I or people compare what I look like. I mean, I've been compared to a lot of nasty stuff. Trust me. All right. <laughs> Speaking of people that will probably compare me to nasty stuff, maybe try to get me to say curse words. Thankfully, the text line doesn't trick me into it. I just, one of our guests did it all on his own. Uh, that Thornton text line brought to us by the great man in the dirty mouth of Alice Cupper on the Thornton's text line, 414-1450. Uh, we got a bunch of them, so I want to get to them because I still want to try to maybe sneak in that presser as well with Kenny Payne. Just so, just, just I'll, I'll say why. Uh, Texter says, you're doing great, TK. Oh, thanks, Mom. I didn't know you knew the text line number. I'm tired of hearing we knew it. We, it <laughs> I'm tired of hearing we knew it would be bad. Players that were last year have regressed with the staff. I wouldn't, I don't know if I say regressed. I don't, I don't think I'd say Sidney Curry regressed. Well, Curry, yes. I, I think maybe, I don't know if it's, again, let me, let me try to phrase this properly because sometimes what I'm thinking in my head doesn't come out right in my mouth. I don't know if, if Curry is as much regressed or even Ellis has, is that maybe we, in the small sample size, especially with Curry example, in the small sample we saw last year, we just we put him on a pedestal he didn't need to be on to begin with. Maybe this is kind of more what reality is opposed to the good spurts we saw in games that really didn't matter. I mean, we talked this during the offseason where his best games came kind of in blowout games. You know, at, at, in the end of games, some... I think he had one ten. I think one game that we actually won or were competitive was one of the games he scored ten points or more. All the rest were usually losses and and games where maybe he's doing it when it just doesn't matter. And so I, I don't know. If he's maybe regressed. I think I would say he has a little bit by comparison to everybody else in the roster. I would, but I wouldn't say that for everybody. I think Withers is clearly looks more like what I think we hoped to see him at last year. I think he just lost a year. Uh, I said that about JJ Trainer earlier to, yesterday as well, and I was hard on Trainer at the beginning of this year because like last year I thought I would see potential in Trainer, and we saw nothing in Trainer last year for whatever reason. Him, the coaching staff, whatever it be, uh, it was pretty much a lost year. I mean, he's a junior, but he's on paper, but he's mentally a sophomore, and and you know it's, I have seen, but he's definitely seeing steps forward. So I wouldn't say regression from everybody. Uh, and with Ellis, I just think, honestly, I wouldn't say it's regression. I just think you're asking him to do too much, and that looks like regression. Um, but no, I wouldn't say – I mean, and I can't speak for, obviously, Hunley Hatfield or Mike James, but I, I don't think I don't think it's fair to say complete regression. Um, it, Curry, maybe, yeah. But everybody else, no. I, I think it's, it's – but then again, while I'm not saying there's no regression, I'm also not seeing a whole lot of steps forward either. Uh, Texter says, playing free on offense is okay – uh, if this was the NBA, but this is college, these kids need to be taught how to adjust and form an offense and then run it before they can do any of that. I mean, there's, you have the right athletes. I mean, you, if you're, you know, you have NBA talent, like we've seen Kentucky have, you know, use an example in this situation, but like Kentucky has had in the past couple of years, it's kind of what Cal does. I mean, he's, he runs plays, but it's more, you know, be free out there. And that's, I mean, again, that works for him. He's able to to sell that that and sell the image of going to the NBA to get kids in there that of the talent level that matches it. And I mean, if that's what you're going to get with Kenny, and you just, and and you want to hold on to that because you think he's going to bring in the talent, 
then just don't get mad that you're going to have some bad years until all that talent gets there. And it's, guess what? It's not looking like it's going to be just next year. The way the, the talent is just dried up in terms of the of the recruits that are coming in. Now, obviously, the transfer portal is available, and there's no excuse not to use it now. Whether you believed it or not is the excuse of the instant sanctions hampering this first offseason in the transfer portal. You can dismiss it. You can accept it. It doesn't matter. It's still out there, and it was out there, but now it is no longer out there. And now no longer can you say if you're trying to be a defendant or, or defend, you know, paying for maybe not bringing in the talent you want, whether it be in high school recruit or transfer portal version, you have no, you, you, you don't have that cloud around you now to even use it as a crutch. So there is no excuse for it. And right now it's not looking good. Uh, Texter says, uh, I told not to, to binge eats his uh, text. Says, I'm going straight to, for the double Arby's now. T- no, dude, no. I'm trying to help you, man. I'm just trying to help you. I mean, you don't unless you want to like just start sharing a wardrobe with me. And if that's the case, you better love hockey shirts. Uh, Texas <laughs> says, <laughs> "Let's see." For all the pedagogy that uh, sadly training was, I read that one. Oh, Texas says banana. Yeah, we got your banana, buddy. We we took we we got off there. Ah, oh, Plumbing Bro texting in. Little KRC texter. You ready for that one? KRC text. Thanks. All the people you want to imitate in this business, that wouldn't be me. Uh, Kim Plumley goes, I was serious. Oh, this is, I'm. Roll call. I need to probably look, be careful on this one. Hold on. Because I know Kay, I know him, and I know he's. Okay. I have a serious topic for you guys. Ooh, this serious not, topics in us. This is not going to be serious, I promise you. Where is the one place that you have accidentally ripped loud cheeks like you thought it was going to be silent? And you were sadly mistaken, and it was quite embarrassing. You're still young to where you don't like to admit embarrassing stuff, right? Like you, you haven't ex- like you, when you get to a certain age, you just don't give a bleep anymore. Like I me, can't even, I can't even think of an example. Here. You, you've never, you've never let one rip like and not realized that it was going to be loud, and you just didn't. Pre- like, do you never have you ever ripped one in class? Yeah, was it loud or did you go only silent? No, the thing is, like, it'll be like I, I think I can hold it in, and then it's just like barely comes out and then like the people around you hear it barely and they just think they just think you farted like a little girl that's the worst i don't i don't know how embarrassing it is i've done it in movie theater <laughs> the worst part was it was during a uh it was, was which m night Shyamalan movie it was it was the one where they pretend they were in a village it was an awful movie movie sucked almost all his movies sucked pretty much except for six cents and that's still overrated um but it was like one of the like just dramatic scene in the movie, and I'm just bored, really, I, I, honestly. And I was actually, I was with this girl I was dating at the time, and I, I knew I had, I felt it coming. I thought I can, I'm like, I was like, I can sneak this out. At worst, I'll do it like when the movie's going and it's loud, no one's gonna hear. It. And just the timing was imp- just perfect for embarrassment, even though it didn't embarrass me. Was that like it was this dramatic scene where she's about to find out like the the village monsters actually the people? Spoiler. And it's so this is this very quiet scene. And now I know where I'm just like, just like this big loud fart, like butt cheeks vibrating, like like the like little tremor thing during an earthquake. And it was just, I mean, my girlfriend at the time so embarrassed. People start laughing. Like it's the most entertaining part of the entire movie. I kid you not. It, it was until this guy actually slipped and almost fell down the steps at the end of it. But the, that was it, it was. I was slightly embarrassed, but not. I was more embarrassed than I was, I was going to get dumped. Like, I'm luckily she's not as superficial as I am. And uh, But that, I did that. I did it in a live movie theater, Plumley Brother, uh, during an M. Night Shyamalan movie, and I probably helped the movie as well. 
Uh, let's see here. Texter says, uh, Patrick, are you ready to be the responsible adult on this show today? I think I did a all right job. It's not over yet, buddy. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say you were the responsible adult here. Adult. I mean, I'm an adult, right? I'm almost 18. <laughs> so I, I'm not even going to comment. I'm not even going to do my, my, my quagmire comment on that one. Uh, let's see your texture says, uh, the cocaine bear trailer is out and Han Solo is in it. Han Solo. Is that who I'm assuming he's talking about who played the Han, not Harrison Ford, right? I saw, I saw the cocaine. I saw parts of the cocaine bear trailer. I'm assuming he says Han Solo. I I never watched the Han Solo prequel. So I'm assuming he's referring to who played that in that sequel. I think he's gotta be. Yeah. Cause I don't think Harrison Ford was in this. I would have noticed that name when I looked at the Uh, wiki page. I, I don't want to watch this movie. I don't know. First of all, it just—I don't get. It's the the bear. So the bear eats like a bunch of co- a bunch of cocaine, a bunch of cocaine, and just goes on a killing spree and starts eating people. I, if you want me to believe that a, a bear's on cocaine, he's not eating anything. He's not. There's no appetite. He's just he, he might he's just gonna like maybe smoke a dozen cigarettes and listen to a dead album, but he's not gonna go killing people. Like you want you want the bear to be hungry off drugs? Give him give him some. Have him eat like a, a bale of marijuana or something. It is the Han Solo from the prequel one, okay. Alden E. Heinrich. E. Henrik. Oh, okay, right. I'll take your. I didn't even know who that was. Yeah. I, I've never saw the. You see the uh, that '90s show? Uh, I will not. I saw I saw a trailer for it and I almost puked. It was so horrible, so pathetic, so just cheap. Canned, just paint by number script of, of just rip off nostalgia wannabe. Do you want me to get any more angry? It looks like the exchange student uh, isn't Hispanic. He's uh, some sort of. Well, uh, we, well, first of all, we never know what Fez was. We we never established that. What, what you can tell me what Wilmer or Amelia is, but I mean the, the character of Fez was never established where he was from. Yeah, no. Uh, I love Seventy Show. I, I've said through the last se- the season eight of Seventy Show. That's how much I love that show. And the season eight was like watching your kid drown. I mean, it was just horrible. Well, the fact that they returned Red Foreman, that doesn't make you want to watch it even a little bit. Kurt Woodsmith. It, it's just, it's just, it's just, uh, it's Kurt Wood, Wood, Woodsmith. Is that Kurt, Kurt Wood. Smith. Kurt Wood, yeah. Uh, and I know him and the parents are the only ones still. Yeah, the parents are. And great. yet somehow the house still looks like it's 1970s in there. That's how, <laughs> and, that's how grandparents' houses work. Though. I guess. And I'm assuming they'll have probably, I would think Bob will, will make an appearance because he probably isn't doing anything else. The actor that played him. Uh, Midge probably won't be there. I would doubt. I, I don't expect you to see. I mean, maybe would just Danny Masterson show up? Hide maybe. I have no idea. He's got some legal issues. Oh, he going does on. have some legal issues. Yeah, Topher Grace might be too busy playing David Duke. No, Topher Grace barely showed. He he just showed up for like like last five minutes of the last season. Yeah, like at least, at least Ashton Kutcher did like three episodes in season eight. Like he he at least was like cool enough to come up and do like at least one or two full episodes. But episodes like, episodes. But yeah, Topher only showed up like the last minute. He comes up on the driveway with Donna. Spoiler for you. And then 1980 happens. I have no desire to watch that show. I no. I just just don't even do it. What if uh, you hear it's really good? Which I, I will, is the I will, last thing you're going to hear about. I, it. I will. I will. Then the people will tell me that. I will be like, I'm not taking advice from from you anymore from for television shows because if you think that's good, then you don't know what it is. I'm, that's starting to be mean. Just got to wake you up. Uh, Texas says, Trevor, the more I watch this team, the more I start starting to believe that my mental health would benefit from just turning out, tur- turning out, tuning out for the rest of the season. 
Sell me on me why I shouldn't. Oh, man, dude. If I could sell that, I would be in advertising here and be making a fortune. Um, I don't even, honestly, I don't even know if. Because. I don't, even know, if, not, I don't even know if Tommy Boy could sell that. I mean, it's. it's. If you're not there for the tough times, the good times aren't going to feel as good. Yeah, but you can follow the tough times. You, watch it and so you can at least find the, the positives in it. So you can say when this is turned around, you were there during it. And you can feel good about that, not feel like some bandwagon who's like, oh, yeah, I'm, I've been around the team. I like the team. Oh, I didn't really watch them that season because they suck, so I just do other stuff. No, at least do that. So when, when the turnaround does happen and the banner for 2024 is being dropped next to the reissue of the 2014-2013 banner, we should have won 14 too, but that's no here nor there. Uh, when, when that banner is getting dropped, you can sit there and say with a proud, proudness in your voice, puffing your chest out and say, I literally suffered through this. I took that pain. I sawed off my foot to get to the key and release you while you sat there and drank on a soup bo- uh, on a juice box. I did that. I did it. So there you go, Texter. That hopefully helps you. Because if you want me to tell you some good positive on how to watch it and secure your mental health, this team's going to get better. I sure as hell can't do that. Um, that or just do a lot of drugs while you watch the game. That's what I do. Uh, Texter. Love how Trevor says TJ's going to talk nothing but U.S. soccer, then ask him about J.Y. Brown and fish sandwiches. <laughs> that didn't ask him about it. You didn't ask him. You just, he just brought it up, yeah. No, you said you were just going to eat your double filet fish. I did, yeah, and I did eat it, and it was cold. It was kind of disappointing, but at least it was right. I didn't even see you eat it. You must eat it quick. Oh, I did. I scarfed that thing down. Um, That's oh, by the way, this is for the uh, the longtime listeners that, that, that follow the, the show. I don't know if you know this or not. Mike would remember it. So, I was having an issue for a long time, and when I would order, I get the same. I get a double fillet cheese only. Repeat that back to me. Double fillet. Oh, the bacon. I know the story, yeah. Trevor. So okay. So for a long time, I was kept getting bacon on it, and I thought I don't know if I was just like my southern accent. I'm hearing, I'm saying words that aren't coming out of my mouth. Uh, it was bugging me. It really it's was. A, it's a Twilight Zone level mystery. It got to the point where I thought this woman was literally just screwing with me on purpose at McDonald's just for her own entertainment. That would be pretty funny. It, actually, I would. I'd have, I'd have respect for it. So, but I went to this. They reopened the McDonald's around the corner from where we are here. It had been closed for a while and it's now reopened. Yeah, on Breckenridge. Yes, thank you. I don't want people to know where where we are because they'll, they'll come and throw eggs at my car. So I, I go over there today, or this is actually yesterday because I got the same thing that yesterday. And I meant to bring this up yesterday. I forgot. But I got so I go to the other stand, I order double play, cheese only. And the guy goes, Okay, oh whoops, not not bacon. And I'm like, I had to ask. I was like, why were you gonna put bacon on? Did it did it sound like I said bacon? Does my does my C H sound like B? There's gonna be a conclusion here. There is. He goes, No, that's my bad. The bacon button is right next to it, and I just I wasn't thinking I hit the wrong button. So wow. I, and I I wondered if it was something as simple as this this woman is just hitting the wrong button at this other place. She's doing it consistently, which is weird. But, yeah, so I asked, and I said, I said, I keep getting bacon on these. Is that why? He goes, oh, that's probably why. It's just, it's, the button apparently is, like, right to the right of it, and it's, it just says add bacon instead of only cheese. And so I said, okay. So it's just not her being mean to me. She's just incompetent at her job. That's good to know. It is McDonald's, though, so I can't be too picky. You going to say something? That just, that's just. That's a good conclusion to the story. <laughs> Thank you. Better than season eight of that 70s show. <laughs> God, I hated Randy Myers. The, the Seth Myers brother of that show was so bad. Josh Myers. 
I can't say I watched that much at the last season. Oh, I do. You know, you know, Seth Meyers is right. The guy. Yeah, from the, he's he's on like the show that's after. Yeah, he's Jimmy done Fallon. all kinds of stuff. He's after yeah. Jimmy Fallon, his but he used to be Weekend Update. Yeah, he was good on that. His brother was the one they brought in to, to try to replace both Topher and Ash, and tried to be he tried to be two characters in one. Was not working. Like a voice of reason and an idiot. Yes, and then uh, date Don, and uh, and date Don at the same time. It, yeah, it was it it, it didn't work. Uh, Texture on the Thornton's text line four one four fourteen fifty four. We about to hit our last break. It says. Uh, it's because your lazy uh, butt doesn't wake up for the morning games, and by the time you're off work, it's over. You did you text us in before you said it to me? Oh yeah, I did. Is I that really? Is, is that really? No. <laughs> Somebody's in your head, man. Somebody uh, is in your head. Uh, I, I will say, last text says. Uh, <laughs> text says, I wouldn't let Payne coach my fantasy team, and then hope Mike is well. We hope Mike is well. And we hope you're well. We'll come back, uh, get more on the text line. We've got, I mean, I was going to play the press conference, but I'd be damned. I, we've got a ton of text here, and I got—I promised I'd get to them. So we might not play the press conference. We're going to get out of here, uh, go to break, come back, finish up this text line on a Mike, Mike-less, Rutherford-less show on the biggest. Do we have a read? I can't remember any other reads. All right, then send me to break. Do your job, P. Diddy. and I was foggy, rather groggy. Welcome back, Mikeless, Rutherfordless, Joyless show here on fourteen fifty. It's just called the show. <laughs> the show. That's all we are. Well, I think MLB has a uh, trademark on that, though. No, <laughs> they'll leave, they'll leave the Mike Rutherford show without Mike. So we're just so it's show the, the show. Not the. It's just show. Well, I guess there's the Mike Rutherford show. Yeah. No, yeah. it's just Mike Rutherford show. There's no the in front of it. Okay. So it's just show today. It's just show. Welcome show. TK and Friends show. There you go. Uh, okay, I guess one the song before the last commercial. I forgot the last segment. That was Fish, right? Yes, I like that. That was actually good. That's two Fish songs I now know. I at least like. What was the crap I just heard in my ears a second ago? Uh, that was a. Uh, it was called Atlantic City by the band. Oh, it was the band? It was the band. Okay, I know the band. I don't know that song though. Okay. If you're gonna play the band, just give me Cripple Creek. That's just, just that's all you need to do. All right, you know, or the what's the. Uh, the the wait or whatever it's called I think is that the other song wait yeah wait W E I G H T though mm. like the spelling don't you you know this might shock you I once won a math uh, math B or whatever in, in elementary school that does shock me was, I was really good at quick recall but then again it was like third grade so yeah. we're talking like just addition pretty much yeah I was I was in quick recall in like fourth and fifth grade that was the uh, height of my uh, yeah of my days. All right, we're probably going to skip the press conference because you don't want to hear it because it'll just make me mad. And I'll, we'll hear Kenny talking for 10 minutes, and I'll just start going Alex Cupper on the radio for 10 minutes. And then you know, we, we don't need all that anymore. And then we already have gotten it from today. So I do, and we got so many takes. I want to get to them, and I promise to read them all. Uh, Texter says, Janet out of file agreements. That was at least three S bombs. Actually, Texter, you're right. Thanks for listening and counting. That was. Uh, how about Alex Cupper giving the pregame talk to the football and basketball team? 
I would love to see it because I definitely see that. I, that's the other thing I wanted to bring up. I almost kind of brought up, but didn't when I when I joked about seeing uh, Kenny change his outfit. There was a point last night. I just wanted to see a technical foul from him. Like, show me some life and fight in yourself. Like there, there was, uh, there was a somewhat of a bad call, and he's kind of talking to the ref, and he's kind of joking with the ref. And I get you don't want to like some you pick and choose your battles, but at some point I'm like, just just get a text. Show me that you have some fire in your belly. Show me that you're angry that things maybe aren't going your way. And sometimes that's the best way to do it. Some not all technicals have to be just because you disagree with the call. My dad got a technical foul one time. I've been teed up. It was in a. It was in like a. It was our Catholic school St. Gabriel League team. But, like, we decided we wanted to play a few more games. So, like, during the season, we'd play on Friday nights at, like, Mid-America, like, one of the gyms. Like, mm-hmm. it's like other, like, they're not Catholic school teams. Like, we're pretty outmatched in some of these games. But this one time, the kid, like, last kid on the bench, he's at Bullet East on the state championship team now. Shout out that kid. Yeah. But he misses. No, he's losing, but yeah. He misses a layup. And instead of, like, going back on defense, He's walking, and he's not walking, like, towards the defense. He's walking towards out of bounds. But he's on the basket closer to our bench, and Dugan gets out to, like, the like almost the elbow, just yelling at this kid. Well, First the, of all, it's dad to you, buddy. Well, the other team's got a four-on-five <laughs> on, on the other side of the court. He's he's just yelling at this kid. And he got teed up for he it? He did get teed up. I've... He didn't get thrown out though, did he? No, he just got teed up. I've I've been teed up a few times in basketball coaching in St. Matthews. Never in actually St. Matthews league game play because my uncle ran the league and, they, and the refs loved me. So I mean, I would just joke around but never get teed up. Now when when it came to all stars and you're out there like Fern Creek and J Town and dealing with the competence of not using actual high school referees like they didn't, uh, I I got teed up a few times. One of my favorite was we were playing uh, the team best player was Lancaster Gordon's kid. I mean, the kid had the, the hugest kid in play box, too. I don't know if you, that reference is going over your head, probably, but the big fade box, he had it, and this was, you know, it, we won the game, I like to add, but I got teed up, and it was one of the cheapest tees, too, because it was just it was, it was was just a, a bad joke of when I asked the ref when he had to get the, the, the shirt back to the costume shop, and he just looked at me, he's like, he gave me a tee, I was like, I got. I want to earn it. I, I, I thought I was going to get thrown out, because then I dropped a few words, yeah. I'm amazed I didn't get tossed. But he didn't toss me, which yeah. is good because I didn't have an assistant coach. I got at the time. teed up one time in like fifth and sixth grade, like Catholic school ball. I got teed up in like a Mid America League. Uh, well, I'm surprised you're a bad boy. I got a uh, one time it was the Sanex Intramural League, and my friend was playing in it, and like we were hanging out. He was like, "You want to come coach us?" I was like, "I'm gonna wear the goofiest outfit of all time and come coach this team." I'm wearing like stupid socks, pajama pants, Hawaiian shirt over a over a hoodie, and I'm wearing like a. <laughs> like a newsboy hat, and like the ref didn't get mad at me, but like the dude that ran the league was upset that he. Th- I think he thought I was making a mockery of his league, so he asked me to leave. You were, and then blue- and then I was subbing for a team at Bluebird. And this kid tried to fight me, so the ref told us both to not come back in the game. You are a troublemaker. That's over like seven years, <laughs> all spread out by about two years each. Then you're only seventeen. <laughs> Yeah, the first one I was in middle school. Yeah. It was like there was like a metal folding chair, and I fouled out. I thought you were the good brother. I went back to this, I went back to this bench, and it was like at like some random Catholic school gym. So it was just like metal folding chairs, and like I guess I hit like the one next to the one I was sitting down in, and it like collapsed. And this gym's silent. There's like 20 people there. It's a Catholic school game, and it collapsed and just makes a super loud noise. And the refs like technical. 
I didn't get the more text. I thought I thought I really thought Trey was the troublemaker. I thought you were the good boy, but uh, clearly I was wrong. Uh, Texter says, Trevor, I'm hoping this is exactly what they talk about when they go into a total rebuild where KP just needs a completely clean house and get some bleeping dogs in there. These kids, parentheses one, ones who have been there, been here, go bleeping go. Uh, see, since it's about five oh. Just not too long ago. I mean, I guess he's talking about what I said, what they're talking about. I don't know. I think we should get Jeff Brom as the head football coach and then have him talk to the basketball team. Well, there's a sh- <laughs> Get him. Just to get him fired up. You, you just like him. You just like him. You both like to slam chairs. He throws chairs. He does. He does throw chairs. Do I or do I not currently have a pulse? Yes, I do. Let's play football. <laughs> Were you even born when that happened? <laughs> it was like in 2001. I you wasn't even I wasn't even born when he was coaching the AFL team. You know what's weird is I, 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 I do... Uh, I do remember. I remember. I always. I just remember watching it live during when it happened. To the point where I can still remember the guy who actually laid the hit on him that caused him to miss to get the for the uh, Memphis something. He was Quentin Craver. He was a former first round pick of the Cowboys. It was a bust in Dallas, and he went to the NFL. I don't know why I remember that, but I mean the hit he took and just helmet just goes like to the side. I mean it was a nasty hit. Yeah, me and my friends will just watch that video and and just watch. uh... The uh, one right there is the chair before the mission. If Tommy and, and I will say it to the to the day I die, which will probably be sooner than later anyway. If, uh, Tommy Maddox, you know if you even know that name or not, if he doesn't send a card to Jeff every every year on the anniversary of Jeff Jeff's injury, causing him to miss most of the rest of that season, and allow Tommy Maddox to to be the MVP because Jeff would have been MVP. That team would have won. And the Orlando Rage. The Orlando Rage, and instead because of his injury, Tommy Maddox got the MVP. Tommy Maddox got the shot with the Pittsburgh Steelers, and Tommy Maddox actually got to play as a starter with the Steelers for a couple years. Now, Tommy Maddox was also a former first-round pick who was thought to be the heir apparent to John Elway at one time. So he he was someone maybe finally coming to in his own that that considered a bust to begin with. But no, if Jeff doesn't get hurt, he wins MVP. He gets that shot in the NFL. Who knows where we're at? Maybe you're not wearing a Purdue sweatshirt altogether. Vince Morrow was on that Orlando Rage team too. Well, I don't care. Uh, the texter says, this can suck it. Uh, Alex had only listened to the show once when Jenna cussed on the show. He thought that was how you guys rolled. Maybe it was. Maybe that was his only time listening. And he hasn't listened since Jenna left. I barely have listened since Jenna left. He said he, he said he, li- he told me the other day when I, at a, at a family thing, he, uh, told me he listened sometimes and he said he'd never heard me on here. So he's not, not a very loyal fan. Uh, Texer, Trevor, should we, nah, nice try, by the way. This is the same guy that tried to get me to say, uh, boobies, uh, button, uh, testicles into the wrong words. Um, well, when, it, when he does get fired, if you'd like to, 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 to sword, then it's fine. Uh, Texer says, Trevor, Alex has his MBA and manages Thornton's. Yeah. He's an act to care about the numbers. How many times has he cussed? <laughs> Three. <laughs> Bubble College of Business. Did he feel like he, he was getting paid during his uh, Trevor, what nasty things would you do to your body to make a Final Four this year? Not eat a salad. That's pretty nasty. That's pretty. Uh, I would. Uh, I tell you what. I would. Sh- I would shave from he- from uh, from neck to uh, toe. And I'm not shaving my head because I'm hanging on to the few years I have left. I will body wax myself all the way bald like a newborn baby and then make the Final Four this year. You ready for that? All okay. right. No, put that put that on Instagram. Only I fans. don't think I think Instagram might ban <laughs> you might for be that. only fans. Uh Text Russell says, ha, comedy had me rolling. I don't know which comedy. Uh, you know, Mike is cringing so bad at home in this pajama pants and fluffy socks every time Alex I don't know if Mike's even listening. 
Uh, but he'll he'll hear about it. Uh, Texter just says uh, all, uh, Scott's D always growing, and I guess it's a. Uh, it looks like he sent a picture of a tweet. Uh, defense always trending up. Uh, the mob. Okay, I, I guess yeah. Uh, it's always growing. That's what she said. Texter says on the Thornton's text line four one four fourteen fifty. If you want to sneak one in, we got about ten minutes left before we gotta get out of here and make way for. One of our other great shows here. Uh, TK takes criticism well. Well, I don't mind. Uh, but most of it comes the hidden affection for the big guy. Youngblood Ryan holds his own. Good good, fe- good show, fellas. Oh, well, thank you. I think he's, that was a compliment to us, right? I think so. Pretty yeah, sure. I'll, I'll take it as one. And I don't mind criticism either, to be honest with you. Um, let's see here. Texter says, since some of these are multiple people, so I'm trying to get to all of them, I promise you. Uh, Texter says, if this Louisville basketball team loses three games... Loses three games or less and shows no sign of improvement. I think you meant win three games. Because I we've, we've, hey, tell you something, buddy. We passed that lost three game threshold already. We did that in just one 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 trip to the the, the Hawaii. Uh, no signs of improvement throughout the season. You have to fire Kenny Payne at the end of the year, right? I I even if they went if this team went three games, I still don't think you can fire him after one year. He said if there's no sign of improvement. And we haven't seen much. Uh, in that scenario, I just don't think his brand of basketball would work, even if you landed on some five stars. Curious your thoughts on this, on TK's thoughts on this. Um, I mean, I just don't know how many five stars you're bringing in on a three-win team to begin with. And right now, in terms of high school recruiting, in terms of bringing in five-star talent through just straight out of high school, the the the, the barrel's kind of kind of low. I mean, there's not much left there to pick from. You're talking about having to bring in grad transfers, which might be honestly, with the lack of confidence I'm having in this coaching staff in terms of being a coaching staff by the true sense of the word, maybe bringing in experienced grad guys who have played under real coaches wouldn't be the worst idea right now, opposed to bringing in high school talent that you actually have to teach. Uh, PS for Texas goes this PS for Trevor. Hey, that's me. Uh, Lowell was currently 0-7 against the spread. I've made $500 betting against the cards so far this season. Any less than a 15-point spread, take power five. Uh, Texter, I'm right there with. I said this to somebody yesterday or last night. The only silver lining so far on this is that, like the 2018 football season, I made a killing on that season. Like, I got killed as a fan watching it, and it was horrible. But the bookies never caught on even all the way up to the end. And I made a – I made a, I'm a small point. I'll be honest, with you, that that 2018 football team, for all its horrors it brought me, it's the profit I got off betting bought me my hot tub. What was the most you ever put on one game that season? The the 18 season? Yeah, I want to say I bet two or three hundred dollars each on certain game on games near the end every game. Like it started at like fifty bucks, a hundred bucks. By the end, I'm like, we're not covering, and they're only giving us, the other team's only like a twelve point favorite, I'm like two hundred, three hundred, right there. I mean, yeah. The only problem is, is I'm going to do that this year, and I'm going to make a profit, and that's going to have to give it all to Scoots because of our bet. So They still have one win. We're, we're still only one back. It's good to be young and naive. All right, Texter says, uh, love how Trevor can't resist saying that's what she said, even when hosting never did. I, I do. I did it once. It's just, it, I whispered it. I don't even know if it could be heard I, over the air. I kid you not. I'll do it in conversation with people. Like I could be like Target checking out, and she say something that make would make me say it. I just it's it's embedded in my brain. Uh, Texas Ross says no way TJ's dog is a cat fan. He's not. I know Abe's too smart for that, and he's lying to you. And also, family loves Louisville. He's just the only one. He just he just wants to be different. 
Uh, Texas says, that's at least the second time Trevor's talked about the M. Night Shyamalan movie, The Village, where he can't remember the name of the movie. It's The Village. Hi, it's The Village. <laughs> movie sucked. Okay? What do you want from me? So- <laughs> it was a horrible movie. Uh, Texas says, uh, Patrick, oh, no, uh, oh, Mitch is dead? Oh, well, now I feel like crap. I put more of a sad about that than I do John Y. Brown. Um, <laughs> I didn't know she died. I, I knew she left because there's a part in the show she leaves. And, uh, of course, they end up bringing, um, oh, who is it? The, probably the actress. Uh, the, I don't think it's that important. Yeah, they brought somebody in later on to play, uh, to be his love interest, which also was uh, Mila Kunis's, uh mom on the show. But I knew she left because like her husband had had health issues during the show run. I knew the the one that played the sister died. She OD'd. But I didn't know the actress I paid mentioned it. That's sad, actually. She put out those uh, sweaters just so oh so well, uh, as I would once say. Uh, Texter says, uh, a WXVW poem. Uh, maybe I should read ahead on this one. Hold on. Okay. Uh, WXVW poem. Less Mike I like. New intern, lots to learn. More Trevor forever. P.S. West for dinner tonight, Trevor. Is that a haku? That is not a haiku. It might be a limerick. <laughs> haiku is a wrestler. Haiku. <laughs> it might be a limerick. A haiku doesn't. What's even... the difference between a limerick and a haiku? Haiku. A haiku is just uh, five syllables, then seven syllables, then five syllables. Okay. A limerick is the first and second rhyme, line rhyme, the third and fourth line rhyme, and the fifth line rhymes back to the first and second. Well, it doesn't rhyme and it doesn't have five lines. Okay. That well, rhymed, but it, I didn't mean for it to. And I don't have five lines. Okay. So I guess it's, um, well, less a, Mike, I like. That's only four, though. Uh, well, I don't think you really know how the poem's supposed to. You're the smart one here, dude. I don't think you're really grasping how it's supposed to look. There's but. a shot. You're not the first person to tell me that. Uh, Texter says, it hurts my soul that UofL is becoming excuse you. I mean... Yeah, but the excuse is gone, right? The excuse being the NCAA sanctions. Uh, well, now the excuse is he's the he are he had the NCAA sanctions, and that this team's used to whatever. Also, he sent a picture, and he says, "I have it." Text says, "I got a new turkey. You all want to name it? Who has pet turkeys? There's got to be people. What would we name the pet turkey? It's, it's a cute little turkey suit. I'd name uh, it uh, Floppy Neck. I like that." I'd name it Miss Riley. It looks like Gilbert Gottfried a little bit. Name him that. Name, name it Gilbert. Just <laughs> come. It's a good name for a turkey, right, <laughs> Gilbert? <laughs> I just called it Miss Riley. Is this probably one of your teachers? I'm gonna. I'm gonna show it to got, some of my middle school friends. She's got a fat neck, doesn't she? She does, doesn't she? She's got one of them fat floppy necks. <laughs> it's my friend's eighth grade. Everyone math knows teacher. it. Everyone it's knows my, what you're describing. It's my friend's eighth grade math teacher. It wasn't even mine. And Jenna's eighth grade math teacher. <laughs> All right, last text, and we got to get out of here. So you are last texter, so be proud. This is the last one you're reading. <laughs> it's just in parentheses. Haku, just kill me. I'm now dead. It's well, it was Haku. No, is that five syllables? Haku. Sy- no, yeah, Haku. Yeah, is is whatever he just said five syllables and seven syllables and five syllables? Like just kill me now, or was there? More no, it was he was okay. making fun of me instead of okay. saying haiku. Uh, saying haku, haku, haku was one of the most dangerous wrestlers. This man is known. He got in a fight in an airport I'm about bar. To turn your mic off. He got in a fight in an airport bar and literally stabbed a guy in the eye and pulled his eye out. That's how you go tell haku wrestling's fake, 
and you won't live to survive to, 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 to tell your friends about how that, that conversation went. I promise you. I bet that. that's a fake story. <laughs> You're a fake story. I bet that's a fake story. I bet oh. that didn't happen. Patrick, thank you for joining me today. Thank you, TJ. Thank you, Nick. Not as much thank you because what y'all talked about. Uh, thank you, Alex Cupper, despite getting his spine and bringing us the great TJ. And thank you, more importantly, to uh, for Mike for not showing up. And let me hang out with the text line. I loved it. I love everyone, even the ones that told me to, to go to go do something to myself and they weren't going to listen anymore. I love you still nonetheless. Yeah, and grateful bastard you. All right. We're back tomorrow. Hopefully, Mike. Maybe me. Well, you're not available tomorrow, right? I can't make it. I got baseball. We got to talk priorities after the show. All right. <laughs> till then, and hopefully a more Mike-filled show tomorrow. Till then, peace.